Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hey, guys. It is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun, too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino-style games to choose from, with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere. And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Welcome to the Merge Boo Podcast. It seems today that all you see is Survivor on Paramount Plus and podcasts on your phone. But you better be ready. I'm Joel Edmiston. I'm Cody Crane. We want to talk about... Yeah, that's right. And we have very special guests, Chris George. How's it going? And Tom Henry. Yo. We are back to finish our l- definitive list of the the rankings of Survivor Seasons in order of best to worst. Part two, top part, 20. Part two, we're on to the top 20. Uh, guys, can you believe it? What are the people saying after part one? Are they going nuts? Um, people are mad about the Cambodia placement. I don't. I don't think that's true. I think that you're mad about the Cambodia placement, Joel. I haven't heard anything. I haven't seen anything sent to us or heard anything about anyone being mad about the Cambodia placement. (laughs) I told people about it, and they were. Shaking their fucking heads. Yeah, you're um, just walking around trying to. Yeah, I'm just get going opinions. <laughs> I think yeah, they they were shaking their heads, being like, "Get away from me, man! What? I don't even know you." <laughs> um, you're running up to me on the street. Speaking of that, uh, forty to twenty-one list. Why don't we? Uh, or we'll do that before. So we have some uh, housekeeping to do here. So for people tuning in right now, I mean, go ahead, listen to our 40 to 21 because we're about to spoil it. We're going to competitively uh, collaborate on the list uh, for we're going to go back and forth in a snake draft. We're going to do some trivia to figure out the order. Um, And for this, the winner of trivia gets to pick their order placement uh, for today's um, list. And then uh, going from there, each person will pick what their placement is so whether because the number one spot isn't as valuable to have in this list um because by the time we get to one we'll basically have agreed upon one basically the person choosing number two is choosing number one kind of Um, but but maybe you don't care about uh what's number one and you just want to announce that number one is this and close out the podcast yourself (laughs) close out all this epic joy yourself that's what i want (laughs) yeah you might want that. Um, uh, so uh, I guess we'll go. We'll, 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 we'll chat a bit. Uh, Tom, are you excited to do this? Uh, yeah, I'm very excited. Can't you tell? <laughs> Chris, are you excited? Well, I'll admit my enthusiasm is significantly dampened because Vanuatu did not make it into the top 20. I think that is a travesty. 
And I don't uh, think anyone believed it would. You um, <laughs> in my heart of hearts, having it as my number eight of all time, uh, it uh, it deserved a spot. But we got a lot of joy killers on this podcast, so it's time to time to muck up in those ranks, I guess. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's uh, it's funny what's on this uh, bottom twenty list and what's not on it. <laughs> Um, Chris, Chris, do you ever think about Sarge and Twyla just going on that date that they? Uh, <laughs> I think about it every night before I go to sleep. Do you ever think about Sarge, Sarge's butt? I don't think about Sarge's butt. His bare butt. <laughs> These are the no, type of. I think about. <laughs> I think about I think about Rory most often. Well, classless. And uh, Rory has that uh, famous line where he says, uh, "I apologize for all the thoughts that I was having about you last night. All the terrible." Things yeah, and it's it's kind of with it's with that sort of thing in mind that I want to enter into this podcast. And I do want to apologize to, um, to both Tom and Cody about all the horrible things I said to said about them in my mind <laughs> last night. Well, I think, I think in the, uh, the bottom 20, there was a, a big success and there was a, a terrible failure. You terribly failed at getting Vanuatu uh, up against all odds, but against all odds, Tom managed to get Karamoan into the top 20. That's true. And it was a huge success. Thank you. Yes, I'm very uh, proud and passionate. You know what? Maybe we can get it into the top 10. Maybe we can even get it as number one spot. (laughs) I think I just changed my goal. All right. For this list. There's (laughs) enough seasons that are by accidentally in the top 20. (laughs) There could, there's (laughs) probably going to be something by accidentally in the top 10 as well. Um, Okay. So let's, let's do trivia. Cody, do you have uh, an idea about how this is going to work? Yeah. So basically for the trivia, uh, since it ended with Chris and I last time, I think it should start with Chris and I this time it'll be, and then the winner of us will face the winner of you and Tom. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, so if you want to ask a question to... Okay, who who did Jerry Manthe wi- uh, vote for to win um, Heroes versus Villains? Parvati. Parvati. Uh, Chris got that first. Shit. Oh, boy! All right. I'm hyped. I was I just looking at Cody this. Down. I was just looking at this too, because in my head I was like, "It wasn't Sandra. Who? <laughs> who else was there? Who? <laughs> yeah, this. Uh, this sucks. This hurts bad. This I'm is not one you want to lose. All right. Uh, this is for me and Tom. Yeah. Um. So the question is. Oh, here I've got a question because you can ask it to. You can ask a question to me in the winner, or unless you have multiple questions, Cody. I do have multiple questions. Okay, too. then don't worry about it. That's not that good. Okay. <laughs> what was the first season to have a subtitle in the name? All Stars? No, because I was just Survivor All Stars. I'm going to say 13. Cook Islands. No. Um, can I steal? It, 
I, I Vanuatu Islands of Fire. That is correct. It is Vanuatu <laughs> Islands of Fire. Yeah. No wonder I didn't know that. You know, this Vanuatu head was raring to go. Yeah. I uh, I am sorry that you suppressed that one. <laughs> All right. Should we do uh, consolation then? Or uh, do uh, yeah, go for first place. Okay, Chris, you asked the consolation. Okay, um, you you may you might have been able to guess if this was coming. Who is the only survivor to have uh, in the U.S. Um, to have Henry in their name, either first or last? Benry. <laughs> That's it, Benry Henry. Ah, <laughs> uh, heck. Um... There is there is an Australian survivor uh, whose name is Henry. And he's he's pretty funny. He he pretends he's a yoga instructor because he thinks people will trust him more. And then he starts calling himself Zen Hen. <laughs> now, was Henry Cavill in Survivor? Did I miss this? No, you're thinking of uh, Superman. Yeah, you're thinking Uh-oh. of the, the, the film Man of Steel. Are we not <laughs> ranking Supermans today? <laughs> All right, Cody. Ask me and Chris a question for first pick at what 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 the pick is all right so everyone what did you, you say what was the henry one you won it it was benry it was benry benry henry that's the, that's legit are you kidding i'm not kidding <laughs> i got the question like, right oh. tom his no, name th- benry henry his name is benry henry well i think his name is benjamin um, and his last name's Henry or Ben Henry, and they just end up calling him Benry. Oh, it's a nickname because it's like a nickname. But yeah, he is listed as Benry Henry in this in the Survivor fandom site, and I was like, this is the dumbest thing I have ever heard. Wow, I was, I'm, su- I, I'm surprised I you. I a great joke. <laughs> <laughs> I want it. You want it. All right. <laughs> okay, Cody. All right. This is this is the big one. I get the very last pick in this, so I'm not feeling good about that. Uh, But for you guys here, uh, what are the last two seasons to have a final two? Both of them. Uh, Kagayan and uh, Micronesia. Chris, you're up. Um, No, it is. It is Kagayan and Token Cheats. No, Token Cheats had a three. No, Token Cheats yeah. has a two. Yeah. That's a two. Yeah. That is and correct. Forgot Token Cheats. So I, I always I always forget if Aaron's actually in the final three or not. Yeah. <laughs> and she just doesn't get any votes, but I know it's that face off between JT and Steven. Um okay, so Chris, you have pick at where you're gonna pick. So are you gonna pick like now, now, if I pick, so are we doing it a similar way that it flips at four? Mm-hmm. Like if I was, if I were to pick twenty, and then then I would also be picking one. It, you would be picking one, exactly. Okay, so it's the same. It's the same sort of deal. Yep. Um, okay, then I'll pick. I'll pick nineteen. I'll put myself in the in the second choice spot. Okay. All right. And I guess I'll do eighteen. Okay. And uh, so, Tom, would you like to uh, kick things off and end it? Or would you like the uh, fourth pick? I feel like if you end, you don't get that pick, right? 
but you it, do get to pick number 20 which might yeah be, might you get to announce it at number one too so i can bury it i can bury something right now that i don't like that, yeah yeah potentially mm-hmm. fools probably like yeah <laughs> okay i'll take 20 then all right Right, I so was cool. honestly between 19 or 20 because I, I want to put some things low. Yeah, same here. <laughs> Actually, it gets my uh, it gets my season another spot. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it keeps the streak alive. All right. I say without further ado, Tom, you, you kick us off with your number 20 pick. I, for number 20, will be picking a season that I had rated much lower than this. To me, the meanest season of all. And I like mean seasons, Mm. but not this kind of mean. This is just bad mean. Um, This season, of course, is season 32, Cal Wrong. Mm. This is the right placement for it, I think. Survivor, what could go wrong? Yes, the the second Brains versus Brawn versus Beauty. Um, Yeah, we get... I think the two nastiest guys who have ever been on Survivor. I can't remember their names. I'm sure Scott you know. and Jason. Yeah, Scott, Scott, they're horrible. Yeah, Scott I agree with, with one T. The NBA player Scott. Yeah, and Jason, whose name is actually Kyle Jason or something. I heard yeah. his name Henry Henry Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, these guys suck so much. There's nothing fun about how they're being mean. Um, they're just bullies. And even apart from that, we get like, you know, obviously Ty is great, but not a lot to love on this one for me. I, I, I agree with you, Tom. I mean, I, I, I kind of like the season. It's, it's, uh, a kind of fun. Um, there's, uh, you know, officer Joe, um, and he has some troubles with uh, taking a shit near the end there. He eats himself out of the game. Yeah. <laughs> he eats too much beef and can't shit. Um, there's an earwig too, right? Oh, there's the earwig. There's uh, Neil's knee. Um, of course, um, Michelle gets to vote Neil out of the jury as well because his knee smells. <laughs> uh, That's Debbie. the reason she gives? <laughs> this is a big thing, though, Debbie. Uh, Ty, the, the thing that I like about this season is that, like, you – you do have these people that you hate, Scott and Jason, and Ty does get it over on them. Yeah, that's true. Those those parts are very satisfying. But you have to slog through so much, Scott and Jason, thinking they're so good and thinking that they're going to be so likable too. Like you can just tell in their confessionals and like how they're acting. They're like, yeah, everyone's going to agree with me. Um, and they think they're being so funny in their confessionals and they're just horrible from the get. Like, I feel so bad for Alicia, uh, who's the blonde who got stuck on the on the Braun tribe because yeah. she's just like, she's got no chance. If, if I can go back to when Neil's voted out of the jury, it's one of my favorite moments because he clearly uses this little speech he had saved for his jury moment. Mm-hmm. And very awkward walk by. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And he gives a little written speech as he leaves. Something about <laughs> sucking on the teat. Yeah, something about sucking on it. Yeah. It, it, his speech on the way out made me glad. I was like, you know what? Now I like this twist. Get out of here. 
<laughs> yeah, and I was a Neil fan up until that point. I was like rooting for, I thought Neil would go pretty far in that season. And I was bummed when he had to be medevac because I thought he had a lot more left in him to play. But I, yeah, him doing the speech, I was like, get gone, girl. <laughs> for me, a friend of Aubrey in Survivor is no friend of mine. <laughs> Aubrey, famous Aubrey haters. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Which actually, having seen the whole series, I'm, I'm with you. Actually, I don't know if I hate Aubrey, but I, I just, I think that she's inherently an overrated player. I liked her in this one, and then they keep bringing her back, and you're going, "Oh, Aubrey, put some else? pants on, um, quit Donald ducking it." Um, all right, so are we good to, to go move on to 19, or are we are we vetoing this one? <laughs> no, I'm, I, I'm not videoing it. I had it at 22. I was just checking my previous list. I think it was it got higher for me than it should have because I really do agree with you, Tom, that Jason and Scott are probably like my least two favorite people pl- to play the game, maybe ever. They yeah. just suck so much. And, and I've blocked them out of it. And I just try to remember Ty and I try to remember Michelle because I really like Michelle. Um, but, but even you just saying their names, it just gives me a wash of how horrible they are. And I'm thinking, oh, man, I can't believe it got that high. Like, they single-handedly ruined that season for me. Is They're the worse reason, than the three medevacs. Is the reason I don't want to rewatch Karang is because I don't yep. want to see Scott. Yeah. I'll still take him over Chrissy. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right. Sorry, just to clarify, we're all getting a new veto for this half? Yes. yes. Okay. You do have another veto, yes. Oh, wow. Okay. Right. And uh, for new listeners, we can veto a pick if we don't like its placement. Mm-hmm. Which uh, you might see happening right now, because I'm about to pick something in which I hate the characters on this season. Uh, actually, I don't. I don't really hate the characters on this season. I was going to build it up, but there's actually quite a quite a few fun characters on this season. Uh, I think this winner is pretty overrated. Uh, right now, I could be talking about <laughs> either of the, <laughs> their favorite seasons, but the one I'm going to put here is, in fact, season 34 Survivor Game Changers. It goes no further than here, according to me. What do you mean you hate the players in this season? <laughs> I, that was a joke. That was half a joke. <laughs> yeah, half a joke. Well, there's so many winners in this season. There's so many people that people think are some of the best. <laughs> honestly, honestly, this is this has a great pre-merge, and then after the pre-merge, it's kind of meh for me. And yeah. this was the and and I and I feel I feel okay putting this here because when I was writing out the list, I think I may have said this on the last episode or it might have been off mic, but. I literally forgot this was a season. I had to think about it for 20, 30 seconds. What came between millennials versus Gen X and heroes versus hustlers versus humdingers. Like I actually just forgot about the existence of the season. Mm-hmm. And I think that that speaks to its um, memorability, at least for me. This slander hurts my soul. <laughs> and so Cody, will you veto? I'm not going to veto this because I'm happy it's in the top 20. I think it's an incredibly underrated season, and I think it's an underrated winner. I think Sarah is much better than the two of you. I I don't know how you could say overrated when you and Joel just shit on her all the time. (laughs) 
but I think this is an extremely underrated season and it's so fun uh, going through. And I think that the second half gets even more fun. There's so many great moments in it. And I, I don't know. This is uh, well, it seems like you should veto if you feel that passionately about it, Cody. I think there's it's not one of my it's in my top 10. It is in my top 10 and it's my number six overall. But I I have all of these other seasons that I like more that I would like to stand up for and hopefully get them to number one. Uh, but I uh, don't respect your decision, Chris. And I, uh, in fact, just don't respect you. <laughs> <laughs> Well, Tom, what do you think? How do you like the placement on Game Changers here? Cody and I are Game Changers heads. But uh, I'm good with this. I have it 17th, so just about in the right spot. I, I'm not a Sarah fan either. I did like this season a lot. I like returner seasons. They make me very excited. And uh, some great Sandra moments. Yeah. Sandra Sandra, Sandra's killer. Sandra this, is yeah. easily the best part of the season. So... I like it a lot, but uh, I'm happy with it here. I'm uh, surprised. Uh, uh, I mean, not, I'm not surprised that Cody vetoed it last time, but um, I don't think it belongs in the top 20. I think it should have been. How dare you? I mean, so Cody, you farther. only vetoed it to get it two more spots. Yep. I guess so. I'm not using my veto on this. And. The, the thing is that, like, obviously, Game Changers is a big one to uh, goat me into uh, using the veto. Yeah, I, I know, have another one lined up. <laughs> I know. I know for you, Chris, that that's that there's seasons that you like less than this. Um, there are. Yeah. But I actually had Game Changers as my 19. So I figured I'd want to keep with the if I can at least get something that <laughs> that from my original list where it was because everything else is just just a horrible mess. Then uh there you go. Yeah, I uh, I don't agree with it. I think it's a really fun season and a really fun uh, returner season. And uh, it continues to be underrated, which uh, this 19 spot to me justifies my opinion of it being <laughs> underrated. <laughs> okay. Um, we've talked enough about Game Changers for today. Um, Probably ever. Yeah, and because there was no veto, we don't have to do it again. I am going to move on to my pick for number 18. Um, my pick for 18 is Kara Mullen. I think it's uh, it should have been back a few more spots, in my opinion. Um, and I don't think it should go any farther on the list because it's an okay. It's the opposite of Game Changers in that um, they need to vote all the bad, the bad, boring players out of the game. And then it becomes a good season where it's the complete opposite in Game Changers. Um, uh, I, I, I quite like the post merge of Caramoan, but then the, the, the finale is, is kind of rough. Um, I think it's veto time. Hey, Tom, they're coming oh. after us. I don't understand what's happening here. Yeah. yeah. You're vetoing? I'm going all the way veto with my Caramoan. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it lives another day. Uh, well, uh, okay, so I'll, I'll pick something new and we'll talk about Caramon later. Um, I'm going to put pick Samoa. It has also been slipping by and we haven't been saying and I don't think anybody feels very strongly about it either way. It sets up a very big character for a very good season and uh, there are other compelling moments in Samoa, but um, overall it's it's not 
not the greatest season in the world. Had, Great spot for Samoa, I think this one. Yeah, I had I, I had Samoa around here. I had a I had a I had a, I think a seventeen, but um, I. I, I agree. The, the only good part about Samoa is Russell and he's fantastic. And it's great that he gets all of the airtime because he is so great. But other than that, there's not really much to latch onto and, and like for me. Tom likes Tom likes Laura Moret. Oh, yeah. My survivor crush. Mm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, I agree with you guys. I had it lower than this, actually. It's the Russell show. And you even start to get tired of Russell. Did anyone? Oh, oh, I did anyone have it in their top 20? Like I did not. Chris, did you just say you did? Yeah, I, it was oh, 17 for me. Yeah. I had a little outside it. I think I had it at like 23. Uh, but I mean, for this season, I think it works as a good like time capsule piece where if you want to rewatch and build to heroes versus villains, this is a really cool season to build to this and get this full profile on Russell, who's a big character in Heroes versus Villains as well. Mm -hmm. So I think as far as like going into the hero or like season 20, I think this is a great season uh, to watch and it makes it better because of what comes next. But I can imagine watching this season live, which I didn't do that. I wouldn't have enjoyed it as much. Um, so Natalie White is the winner and uh I think inherently she's a controversial winner. A lot of people say Russell should have won. I don't think that opinion ages well. Obviously, there there are reasons Russell can't and won't win the game. So the Natalie White win is weird because it's edited weird. Like we don't see her very it really much. is yeah. We, we don't see her because Russell is sucking the airtime completely. Like he he's a regular Philip Shepard. Um, so we don't really get to know. Um, <laughs> you guys Tom, keep using this phrase sucking the airtime for the people who deserve the airtime. They are the entertaining people. They I agree, are I agree with that. See. I don't want to watch Natalie White. I'm glad. <laughs> I mean, I'm happy for her that she won. She won how she could. Like you say, Russell didn't have, he ignored part of the game, so he shouldn't win. But uh, sucking the airtime. I mean, no, in a, not. I, I didn't mean that in, in a bad way. I, I, I it feels like you're continuing to attack Tom. He already vetoed Caramoan <laughs> and you still put a Philip shot in there. <laughs> I wasn't taking a shot. I'm sorry. <laughs> I, I remember watching this live uh, with my sister and we were both heavily rooting for Russell because of his uh, we're talking about talk about game changers. Russell really is one of the biggest pioneers of the game just in terms of finding those idols and searching for them and like out gaming production even mm -hmm. and it ju was just so savvy enough and even just like making his tribe miserable so that they would be angry all the time and he could just sit back and like because he's like not a nice person so obviously that's only that's the only way that he can operate and the only environment in which he can operate right so I just think like, I think what, watching it, I remember rooting for him and being so shocked that Natalie won. And then watching it on a rewatch, you just, you can just see like how, how just horrible <laughs> he is to everyone. And yeah. it's only because he's created this sort of environment that it seems like everybody might be on the same page. And even just going into the final tribal, he's like telling Natalie, she's not going to get a single vote and 
it's it is a shame that Natalie doesn't get a lot or much coverage at all because she, she's initially referred to in the first episode as part of Russell's dumb bitches alliance and it, it would be really it would have been really nice to uh, to have that narrative shifted by the end and like show that Russell's the real dumb bitch in this scenario you know mm-hmm. by the way I take Russell's YouTube show over sister Nino's podcast any day really I never watched uh Russell's show <laughs> great is great. it yeah. Was he talk? Oh, is that that's how you got your uh, him saying uh, Australia is for babies? That's right. He talks <laughs> <talk> Survivor, <laughs> some of his construction projects. And it's also credit to Russell, to be honest, that I started watching Australian Survivor. Like I had, I had no interest in it until I found out he was going to be on it, and I was like, yeah, okay, I'll watch. And then even though he's he's out relatively, you know, relatively quickly. Um, or not uh he it still made me stick around and watch the subsequent seasons because it kind of hooked me into that section of survivor i think that's um that shows the power of his character and his personality that he's a big personality that like yeah i'll tune in to watch this season with russell any day i have nipples under my uh, my arm (laughs) i have a nipple rash under my arm Remember All that? right, <laughs> but 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 we're talking about Russell here, Joel, not you. <laughs> yeah, I remember when you did that, Joel. <laughs> Samoa is too low on the merge boot list. Merge boot is for babies. <laughs> America should have a say. That, that, There's that, a flaw. This is morphing into Adam Sandler. <laughs> <laughs> All right, before this gets too out of hand, I got to make my pick. Number 17 on this list. I'm a big believer in that, of course, I love the seasons that uh, set the groundwork, but I believe that things get better. And if they didn't get better, then we wouldn't be watching still. And that's why I'm putting Borneo at number 17. Wow. I think that without Richard Hatch, we probably wouldn't have Survivor anymore. This show could have failed so fast. And he really set the groundwork of what we love about this show. But at the same time, I think, yeah, we wouldn't be watching if it didn't get better. Oh, my God. I love Borneo. I think this is a good spot for it. I love Borneo. I think it is way, way, way too low. I'm mad about this but i'm not going to veto it it is number seven on my list i think borneo is super entertaining super fun um and and i just i i love watching it um i love re-watching it because you just see the people figuring out the game is such a fun um thing that uh happens and now we know how far the game has has grown and how what new things we know of it and uh, just the way people figuring it out and they literally have no idea what it is and the way the, how it all works. And, and whereas it's different from Marquesas and all the, 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 the ones afterwards where they knew what the show was and they still refused to play the game where Borneo, they don't know what the, the game is and they're refusing to play it. It's, it's more interesting that way to me. <laughs> well, I mean, that's why it's beating those ones, though, too. I, I think that, like, for me, 16 seasons being better than uh, the very first season, 
I'd want to hope. I'd want to hope after 40. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So I do find it really interesting and I do really like this season. I think it's top 20 season. And uh, but I got to put it here. I'm disappointed. Joel, this makes me sad. But I also do like Corey's message of hope. Thank you. You kind of sold me on the lower spot, but I had this a lot higher. Thank you. I had it pretty much around the same, Cody. I uh, I had it. I, I wanted it to. I wanted it to be twenty-one, just to for it to end our previous list, to give it a lovely s- spot that we could shine a spotlight on, and then watch the evolution of Survivor. I've actually only seen Borneo once because I never saw it. I came in when I started Survivor. It was halfway through Australian Outback, mm. so I I've only seen it in after seeing thirty-nine seasons. Uh, because I watched it during the rewatch leading up to Winners Winners at War, so maybe I don't have the same nostalgia. Uh, I really I really enjoyed watching that evolution, but if I'm gonna rewatch a season, I'd I'd want to see a, a something that's a a little bit more dynamic strategy strategy wise. Uh, although Rudy is a national treasure and is was oh, such yeah. a good casting decision. Oh yeah, I just want to. He takes his jury speech and say, "I just want to say that I'm really mad at myself for not winning the final immunity." There. Okay, thanks very much. <laughs> um, yeah, I yeah, I I I see what you're saying about the strategy, but I don't really. I mean, that's what I'm saying is like the it's it kind of works on a different thing. Like the the show is completely different, the first season to second season, uh, because it is. It's it's the most um, literal in this social experiment um, that Jeff says that the show is every year. But it, it was most a social experiment in Borneo when all they were told was that this is a show. It's a game show. And here you go. Um, it, it, it views more like a documentary than a reality. Mm, it totally does. Yeah, and, definitely. Uh, Wiggleworth having beers with Jeff in the bar is. A top 10 moment. Top 10 moment. <laughs> I, I, I have, uh, you're talking about nostalgia, Chris. I have um, intense nostalgia for watching Borneo when yeah. it was on. Um, Me as well. My uh, survivor journey, if anyone cares, I did watch this when it came on. It blew my mind. And then I watched the second season and got bored and stopped watching. So, <laughs> and then watched the 38 others in the past year. so this season's very special to me yeah yeah i think oh sorry i think i think i might have the opposite effect is that like i really don't like kelly wigglesworth in in cambodia and that was like my first um encounter with her you know what i mean and so like even i i like jervis fine I, i liked him when he came back but uh I didn't. I had like a reverse nostalgia when I saw Kelly Wigglesworth. I was like, "Oh, look what you turn out to be." <laughs> Just yeah, boring. but but what about when she goes to get beers with Jeff? Yeah, that is an awesome moment, and it it's that is like such a great. Um, if it was a documentary, right? Like to get to see the first reaction and like the, all these layers. It's a it's a great moment, and uh, you know she won uh, that reward by doing the mud challenge. Hmm. Oh, really? Nice. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right, Cody, any any last words about Borneo before we move to your 16 pick? Yeah, this is the season that started it off for me, too. I remember uh, it carried me uh, 
for a long time watching this show and uh i i do love it and i still uh watch it i've seen it quite a few times too but uh i had to put it here um the next one on my list so i mean i don't want to come at tom uh, i feel like <laughs> it's already uh caramel has been uh we've talked about it so much i don't want to come at him and I have two below this season, uh, but Palau's feeling like the little engine that could at this point. So I <laughs> don't want to break it spirits as well. Uh, the next on my list after those two, though, is Kai Gaian. So what do you what do you what 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 are you putting at 16? I'm putting on Kai Gaian at 16. Why? Why not Palau or Karamoan? Uh I just gave the reason. I don't want to <laughs> come at Tom again. And I don't i think that palau's the little engine that could at this point well okay well you're gonna have to pick one yeah so i picked kai Gayan. yeah but what no but, but but i'm vetoing it oh okay <laughs> oh joel why you did jerk. you jerk <laughs> 16 kai Gayan? <laughs> what's wrong with 16 for kai Gayan? <laughs> you know very well that's a, that, that is a criminal underrating I I don't know very well that it's, it's criminal. I know it is for you. It's insane. It's insane that you even thought that that, that we should even put it there. <laughs> I but I just can't just, believe this, Cody. Cody, just put Caramon out of its misery. Cody, no, no I I I I don't want to leave this here. This is putting us on the wrong <laughs> side of history. Like yeah. this is if you you even trying that makes this list it like. I, what I do like, you mean put, even put, trying it? Put the fucking cross on it. Changers is better than Kai Gaian, and you put it at 19. Not by this list, it ain't. This is I put it at 19. <laughs> this is my uh, opinion, and I think that the other seasons on here, maybe yeah, well, not I vetoed maybe it. not Palau and Karamoan, but okay. So you vetoed it. I mean yeah, I got to watch your step, Cody. <laughs> <laughs> Just Tom, put it out of its misery. Tom, Come how on much again. on the Kagayan train are you? <laughs> Kagayan, I was with you on the Kagayan, man. Yeah, I'll I'll put uh, I'll put I'll put Palau here. What are you doing? How is Cody. how is Caramoan making the top fifteen? You, <laughs> Cody, rat people. <laughs> Joel, why Cody, are you disappointed this is, in me? Cody, this is who you say is the best winner of all time in our definitive list. You made that decision. Yeah, but he's such a good winner that it takes away from the entertainment of the season. I mean, like he's he's frog marching it, baby. And it's good. It's good. It's top 20. Don't get me wrong. I love Tom Westman. But how many people do you love in this season? Other than, of course, our, uh, I mean, our fan of the show, Colby, of course, we got to give him a shout out. Kobe. Kobe. Oh, yeah. Kobe commented on uh, yeah, one, of wait, our Facebook, yeah. uh, one of our no uh, longer a fan. <laughs> yeah, I, I just lost <laughs> him. Well, well you Joel... know that 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 Cody is uh, out of his mind based on the stuff that he's put. So I wouldn't take it, take it uh, to heart. Kobe. What do you mean? Clearly... <laughs> what do you mean? Out of a... A... He's got a few screws loose. Is Palau a top five season for you now, too? It's better. No, it's better than uh, 
well, you've kicked out so many of my top tens that maybe it's risen. <laughs> if you wanted Karamoan on there, you should have put it rather than Game Changers. That's the facts. Okay, so don't come at me. Looks like Karamoan has some pretty powerful friends. <laughs> <laughs> I think I think Tom Henry's natural um, charm and charisma has saved Karamoan on so many times because I didn't put it again because I was like, oh, Tom, Tom loves it so much because <laughs> it got vetoed. Even when he burned Vanuatu, only four steps later, he said, he said it was 10, it was like five places. Um, and he was still able to get away with it. And he's getting away with it now. The real survivor yeah. champion. Almost the Sandra of this list. Just sliding by. <laughs> twice. Tom's going to be so happy to announce it as number one at the end of this. <laughs> <laughs> Um, but yeah, well, uh, Palau's here, uh, number 16. Um, I really enjoy this season. I, I like it a lot and we're in the top 20. So we're going to probably say that about every season that we see. And that's the, the facts of it. Um, but, uh, <laughs> it kind of was a season that made it pretty far on here, maybe further than people would have thought it's on, snuck. Our, on our list. It did. It snuck by. And I, I liked that it was sneaking by. I didn't even want to say its name because I knew it was, uh, making it towards the end of its life on this list. Um, but what do, you, what do you guys think about Palau? Palau was my number 10 when I first made the list. Really? When I remade the list, uh, because you guys stole all of my great picks, it was, it's still, it's in number, it's like number nine for me. Wow. I, I, I don't know. I think there's something really awesome. Like it's such a unique season mm -hmm. in the sense that you watching Oolong just get decimated is really incredible to watch and it's never happened again and there's no tribe swaps this time which is part of the reason um it's just it's such an incredible thing and then after after that tom still tom is just such a good winner that it's pretty it's pretty decent to watch after as well but uh it's something it's kind of like i would always kind of watch it and I could find things to enjoy in it. That's that's kind of how I feel about it. But I, I don't feel passionate. I, I agree. We kind of were talking about this a little bit. It could be anywhere on this list. It could be any spot. Mm -hmm. And I and probably, yeah. and I'd go, yeah, sure, yeah, I guess. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I, I feel very um, fine about it. It is higher than I thought it would be, but I don't. Like even when I'm watching it, I'm like, yeah, okay, it's it's Survivor, it's Survivor, and uh, and uh, the 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 cool thing is the 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 episodes where the like the last few episodes of the Oolong Tribe are are cool to watch, but then once it's once they do it, it's like, yeah, okay, they did that, and they're not gonna do it again. So that's that's chill, that's cool, you know. It's not it's not as you you talk about it, and you're like, oh my god, I can't believe that happened, but you watching it, you're like. Yeah, okay. Like the I, and I, and also we don't know why why Stephanie was such a huge um uh uh fan favorite kind of baffles me. Um cuz even in Palau she's kind of unlikable. Yeah, but I remember I remember back then cheering for Stephanie and again it's it's so interesting to see in the rewatches like how these things how these things evolve and shift, but I was so I was such team Stephanie like and I feel like Stephanie Stephanie was the next biggest thing since Rupert at, you know what I mean? Like the, yeah. they, they hadn't had a pop like her since 
since Rupert. Well, not with seasons like Vanuatu in the way. Get out of here. <laughs> well, um, uh, was- yeah, that, that's what Rupert Rupert resented um, uh, Stephanie for stealing his fame. And that's why he voted her out in HVV. Uh, I was uh, there you go. I was cursing Stephanie this whole season. She's the ultimate blame everybody else for losing player. And, uh, but I agree with everything you guys have said. I have it I have this season right around here. It was kind of hard to place kind of an enigma. Uh, Bobby John, I'm a Bobby John guy. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Bobby John head. Okay. So we're good on Palau. Very good. Okay. On 15, I'm putting Karamoan. Survivor Karamoan. It goes no further. Yeah, I can't, I can't believe it's a it's it's number fifteen out of. 40. I can't believe it either. It's it's horrible. It's a horrible. I had it as like thirty. <laughs> Tom, I can't. Tom, you got to be yeah. satisfied with its placement. You didn't think it was going to make this. It this. No, I thought ahead. it would go all the way. <laughs> Where is it on your list? <laughs> moment of silence for our fallen soldiers yeah Shep so this yeah well, Tom I'm gonna let, let, let I'll let you take it because we've We've said a lot of uh, nasty things about about it. I want you to talk about why you like it. Here's the first damn thing I want to say. <laughs> Philip Shepard's not putting on an act. Uh, he's a nut. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but everybody acts like he's doing some kind of big show for the cameras. Mm-hmm. Just a crazy, nutty, wonderful man. <laughs> um... He's not a camera hog. He's a star. <laughs> There's a goddamn difference. <laughs> okay. Okay. Tom, no, Tom, I want, I want you to talk about, you don't have, just pretend we haven't been nasty about it. Just, I want you to. No, because I'm sick of everybody talking about Philip Shepard this way. You guys, the second, I... the second I tune into the Sister Nino podcast, you know, I've been waiting to listen to that podcast because everybody says it's good. And I couldn't watch because of I couldn't listen because of spoilers. I tune in the first one I pick. Caramon. They were talking about it. And they're all going all nasty about Phil Shepard. I'm sorry that you went through that. Tom. And they're taking digs at Probst. <laughs> they're coming after you. My two heroes. <laughs> Uh, Tom, I want it to be on record. I'm not against Philip Shepard. Not me either. I, I think he's fine. I'm not the biggest fan. Fine is not good enough. Yeah, that's not good enough. Listen, I agree. Listen. Okay, okay, but 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 Tom, what about Cochran? We'll get to him. Tom Cochran. <laughs> we'll get to him. Shepard's a star. <laughs> Health RS is one of the greatest things that's ever happened to Survivor. <laughs> Okay. The great one of the greatest things. Intelligentsia attache are two of the best words that have been put together in the English language. 
everybody's sort of uh, bored reactions to him telling them their names is one of the funniest things that's happened on TV. And let me add, he should have kept going in this season. He goes out on some kind of weird uh, idol deal, you know? But uh, he was playing well. So he made it to the finals in his first season. He could have very well done it again. He's using the Boston Rob uh, method. Boston Rob rules, yeah. The Boston Rob rules. This guy's a star and a very good player. We got to get him back. <laughs> game changer. He's a game changer. He's a life changer. <laughs> He's a game changer in the wrong direction. That's what he is. <laughs> no. Survivor season 41, Tom's Life Changers. <laughs> uh, Tom, I am curious to hear where you did have Caramoan on your list. That's a good question. I had it uh, 10th. 10th. Okay. Uh, so it's not far it's away. Almost, it's almost there. Yeah, but, you know, I did, I did start to get so impassioned that I did want it to go all the way. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I get, I get that. Uh, Tom, I, I, I want, I wonder, how do you feel about Sherry, who, who places third, the, the last remaining fan? Did you like her? No, nah, I didn't care for her. <laughs> I think Sherry's underrated. Sherry's my, Sherry's my favorite part of that season. <laughs> Give me a break. <laughs> Cochran's a great winner. Mm-hmm. One of the, one of the great winners, I would say. He, yeah. uh, he's, he's. He's smart, as you can see with by his appearance. <laughs> and he's one of the he's one of the great winners, but he's also one of the great writers on the the hit show The Millers. Exactly. So <laughs> real double threat. Mm-hmm. I was actually shocked to not see him at, uh, on Winners at War. Anyway, he said no. He seems like such a keener. He's there in the front row every time at the uh, reunion yeah. or finale. I think they must pay him. Propes loves him so much. There's something else I want to say about this season. Mm-hmm. I hear a lot of uh, backlash about this Philip Shepard, Brandon Hans uh, moment. Mm-hmm. And I think it's a wonderful moment. Right. Why? I think, it, I think that's life. And sometimes people got to, you know, get it out. And it's, it's very dramatic. It's one of Jeff's best moments, the shoulder rub. Mm-hmm. And nobody got hurt. So what is everybody crying about? Oh, because I i mean, Brandon has like ruined, maybe like it was a bad moment in his life that he was one survivor during, like in the midst of a mental breakdown of his own. He shouldn't have been out there, obviously, but it just made things worse being on Survivor. Well, is that some kind of background I don't know about? Yeah, he shouldn't have passed their psychological assessment. I think they that uh, I don't know. Okay, here's here's my thing now. This Brandon Hans's meltdown ruins this season for you, threatening to piss in the rice, but Jatia can do whatever she wants, and you don't give a shit in Kai Gaian. It doesn't ruin the season for me. The Brandon and and uh, that's one of my favorite moments of the season. I love that's my favorite quote of the season. I'll pee in the rice. I'll pee in the beans. I will burn this place to the ground. 
I just get I do get kind of worried. I feel bad for Brandon when this happening. Like he he seems to be going through a horrible time in his life on Survivor. That's what I think about. You know uh, but it do, doesn't ruin the season for me. What 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 I don't like about the season is all the boring characters on the fans tribe. Like I can't name any of them. Reynolds, Eddie, Sherry. That's all I that's the tribe of 10 people. I can't think of anyone else. God, do I hate Reynolds. Yeah. And Shamar. Shamar, right. Well, Reynolds was a comp beast, so you know where I land on the whole situation. But uh, yeah. you, you like your Reynolds? Idol? No, I thought it was funny that like Reynolds, uh, because most of the games in or like competitions in this are carnival games, which I think is really funny in this uh, season. And Reynolds seems to be so good at carnival games that it's always like, throwing uh the ball to get the blocks off there or like or like throw it through the hoop and stuff it's all carnival games every competition in that season um and reynolds must spend a lot of time at the fair probably a a long life of spending all his money trying to win a teddy bear for a a date (laughs) well there it is we I feel like Caramon was secretly the kind of the main character of this of the 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 past two podcasts. Yeah, um, it just kept coming up and coming up. So um, yeah, um, trumpet song, uh, uh, R.I.P. to a real one. Well, if anybody has a problem with Phil Shepard, come talk to me. <laughs> <laughs> and and if anyone's got a problem with Brandon Hans, you come talk to me. I got love in my heart. Yeah. And I'll tell you, you need to grow up. And you can tell me you need to shut up. <laughs> all right. Well, I'm a fi- I'm looking at all the picks left. And all the picks left for me are bangers. So, I mean, I Ex- wonder. Except if- for this next one. Okay. Oh, I think I know what you're going to put there. Um, uh, but uh, I I think all all you know the 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 placement's gonna gonna get dicey but uh here we go number 14 well number 14 this was uh number 35 on my list and it's made it up this far i am i was very vocal about it in the last one and so i'm not going to go on about it here i gotta put blood versus water it can't get further i just don't like the twist that's all there is to it i'd rather watch 20 people play the game instead of 10 or 12 because Sierra voted well, out her mom. I'm uh I'm, she was the best quote in <laughs> from Jeff. He vote she voted out her mom. <laughs> so it, it does get us that that lovely joke, but otherwise this season to me is a joke and it shouldn't be in the top 20. I really like this season. I'm uh surprised you let it get this far. Um so I'm happy to see it where it's at uh number 14 um i like the blood versus water tw- twist i would be happy to see them do it again um, yeah joel this is a top 10 season for you and you're one of your favorite winners tyson mm-hmm. um and chris said it's at 35 now mm-hmm. i tried to put one that you like at 16 and you said i was on the wrong side of history and got mad at me so yeah I'm, well I'm i do curious. feel differently about the two seasons like i i mean what one of them is the objective favorite of many people, and the other, you know, is my underrated uh, 
uh, one that I like to stick up for. Um, but uh, yeah, um, Blood versus Water is a is is a really fun season, um, and I'm I'm happy it's made it's number fourteen. It was number ten for me, Cody. So pretty close. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, I like Blood versus Water. I uh, I love. Uh... Uh, Brad Culpepper um, in <laughs> going to all of the uh, redemption challenges uh, <laughs> and the hate towards him. I think that is very funny and I enjoy it a lot. And not like he does nothing to deserve <laughs> it. <laughs> Fuck you, Brad Culpepper. He just like actively supports his wife and that's it. <laughs> yeah, he gets uh, a pretty good edit. Like, he, um... well, he's a game changer. He comes back. Yeah. Uh, but don't get me back started on that. Uh, but I, I love Tyson in this season too. I think Tyson's super funny. This is the season where you kind of actually get like, I guess the edit of like him telling jokes and like being funny and like the hiding the food stuff and like taking all the food and convincing his tribe to eat as much as possible. That stuff's all super funny. Uh, Rupert getting out first, uh, and not even get to getting to play that's very funny to me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, this this season has a lot of bright spots. Um, I mean, number 14, though, once again, it's it's still like a good spot, and uh, but I, I do look at this season very fondly. And Colton gets a gets a really bad look, yeah, um, that's also great. I do love Monica Culpepper. I I'm a big Monica fan as well, and I'm 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 happy. But she know goes it by uh... Uh, um, Tom. Are you are you getting uh, the vibe that Chris really likes the no vote finalists who are middle aged women? Really likes like women who go to country clubs and. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I don't hate women like the rest of you. Is that what you're trying to say? <laughs> so, uh, Tom. I may be mistaken, but you really like this season, right? I do. I have it right around here. I love Tyson. He's one of my uh, favorites, as I'm sure are as many. And uh, yeah, I mean, to see Tyson win is a joy. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. uh, I also had a lot of fun watching Rupert's wife, Laura, just sort of not. Probably the first player I've ever seen look like she was inserted in with cgi like <laughs> you know when people do like funny sketch videos where they put themselves in movies and tv shows <laughs> it feels like she did that yeah nobody's really reacting to her <laughs> yeah they're just, and and the, the editors are so clearly giving us that too there's so many shots of her like fumbling her torch quietly for nobody to see but they still yeah. <laughs> oh. well yeah i mean i think i think we we got uh, we got a good placement for it i'm sorry that it's uh um so high for you despite it being 35 on your list um chris hey i know i again i know i'm in the minority on this it's just it's 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 only that low to be honest because of my firm stance against the twist but i am glad that it's higher than san juan del sur all because i remember um thinking when blood versus water was on thinking ah at least just like this would be better with with people who we don't know and then they showed us what it would have been like with people that we don't know and i was like oh no take it back take it back i want my favorites again um 
So I don't know. I just, I, it's again, it's just because I like, I like seeing more people and different groups form. And so it seemed more predictable to me because you knew how people were going to vote. And from the get, I was like, okay, well, whoever's loved one gets voted out like relatively early, they're going to be near the end, obviously, because they're the free agents. Right. And because that, it happened that way. I was like, yeah, that makes sense. Cause then you band together against the other people. And then there's the obvious targets. It just made all the targets kind of a little bit more uh, predictable for me too. So the thing I don't love about the season though, I mean, I disagree with you on pretty much all, everything you just said, Chris is um, <laughs> I'm, I did the redemption Island stuff is not necessary. Do you I, agree? I, I like that stuff. Oh, I like oh, I those. Thought you were gonna continue. I like those challenges. I've I've been uh, I've been pretty forward about liking all of the Redemption Island stuff. Not the Pearl Islands Redemption Island stuff, but this one of like earning your way back kind of thing. That person never goes far, so it's relatively harmless, anyways. But at least with this one, rather than like uh, with the Edge of Extinction they're like constantly earning their way back. Like you have to go through a lot of hoops to get there, uh, which I think is really interesting. And I like when everyone's like watching them and you get kind of a good like dynamic and uh, there's a little bit of strategy there too, to when you're watching them and like who you're cheering for. And I think it puts a layer on the game that I enjoy. Um, also blood versus water, uh, has one of my favorite challenges, uh, sumo at the sea, which works really well with blood versus water and heroes versus villains, where we got to see the epic clash of Aris versus Vetus. Yeah, I, I, I think I would disagree with you a little, a little bit on, on the redemption Island, Joel. I think while I'm also not a fan of it, I think it adds a really interesting dynamic because you can sacrifice your place for the person there yeah but nobody does it nobody does oh, except, except for rupert, rupert at the yeah. beginning right but like it it provides an interesting dynamic and it also gives the person who comes back a chance a, a a better chance of getting their footing in a in a more social manner if their loved one is still around so that's why um i think i think there's that it plays as more of a piece of a strategic puzzle in a, in a season where there aren't many strategic puzzle pieces to play with. So I don't mind it as much, but I'm not, I'm never, I've never been a Redemption Island Island fan other than the story of watching Matt fight his way back all the time. And we, we get to see Kat say um, on Redemption Island, uh, who's going to date anybody who didn't make the merge. Yeah. Just a good fun moment. Mm -hmm. Anyway. Um, any final thoughts on Blood versus Water until we get Tom's number 13 and 12? No, no I go next, don't I? Oh, no, it's it's Tom. You just went. But but isn't it a snake draft? Yeah, Tom yeah. does the snake. Yeah, Tom went first. He was 20. You were 19. Yeah, but it... We haven't got oh, to right, Tom right. yet. Oh, right. Oh, right. Yeah, I thought I was in the... I thought I, I, thought I had a back-to-back, -back, but I don't. No. No, you chose yeah, not time. to. Joe, right. yeah, I forgot. This right. is Tom's time to shine. To oh, by Sorry, the way, Tom, Tom since uh, Benry went Benry, Benjamin Henry, Benry, should we be start calling you Tomry? Benry, I think. T Temry? Tenry. Tenry. Yeah, Tenry. Tenry. Fenry. 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 Oh, Fenry. Fenry. 
Okay. Oh, like I mean, that would follow the Benry rules, I think. No, I guess it would be Tenry. <laughs> How about we just call you Benry? <laughs> just the same. Okay. <laughs> All right. Take it away. Okay. I will. Um, call me Shambo, maybe. Shambo. That's good. <laughs> I'm actually thrilled to have two picks here because I have two seasons that I think are already vastly overrated. Oh, I hope we think along the same lines. Well, I hope so too, Cody. <laughs> I hope so too. This uh, first season I'm going to pick is uh, very upsetting until the merge. And then after the merge, it's okay. It is called number six, Amazon. The Amazon. I can't believe it made it this far. I, I feel like this was an accident. Yeah. <laughs> does, uh, anybody have it, does anybody have it higher than 13? I mean, oh, like on no. the list? Yeah, it's 19 for me, and I feel like I'm the one that likes this season the most. How did it get this high? I don't know. I, I have it at 12 after all of the ones were taken out. Okay. Oh, well... I mean, in in your original list, then? Um, it was probably like 15. Okay. This one was like 22 for me. I like Amazon a lot, but I think this is... Uh, it's a little high. Rob Sesternino just lets it, you know, just ruins it. But Heidi saves it. Tom, what are your feelings on the Amazon? Well, binging five seasons and just having a great time and then getting to this men versus woman thing and these really prodding them to cheer for their respective gender. Uh, it felt really gross. Um, there's a lot of like men going like, oh, there's no way the women will win one uh, challenge, you know, which is fine, but it's, it just, there was a, the, too much testosterone in that camp. And then the women's camp, you would want to root for but there's a bunch of shitty people in that camp too. So I was left with not much to root for until Matthew starts being a funny kind of freak. <laughs> <laughs> and then I cheered for Matthew the whole time. What about Butch? Butch? Don't even remember him. The, the shots of Matthew and the alluding to him being a serial killer is really funny. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's creepy. He's just creepy. I, I, I don't know. It's it, especially after the merge. It is very fun um, uh, and light. And uh, yeah, it's I, I like and and we're getting blindside blindsides and blindside faces at tribal council. People like showing their surprise, which doesn't really happen in the earlier seasons. Um, yeah, so we're getting we're getting the the like for me. Amazon is where we start to see strategy forming the way we know it now in, in, a, in a way. Um, it, it, I, it does get a lot better after the merge. I will give it that. Mm -hmm. I, I think this season's so interesting. Um, it's really weird how horny this season is. Like it is a super horny season. Even Jeff's kind of horny in this season. Like but he I has think, a few. But I think they, they purposely wanted it to be horny. Yeah. Like, I don't know what was happening at that time. Maybe Big Brother was coming up the, the pipe or whatever. And maybe they were panicking and going, we need our own 
horny show. <laughs> because even Jeff is like at the tribals will always be like, so anybody got any crushes on the other uh, team? <laughs> I'll be like, oh, like uh, the curly haired girl, man. <laughs> do, you want me to, uh, do you want me to send any notes to the other tribe? <laughs> I think this is a pretty funny uh, early season for Jeff. Uh, and it's, it's really bizarre. I think some of these seasons before or like especially early on, you kind of watch as Jeff kind of finds who he is in a lot of ways. And this is just so not <laughs> that it's uh entertaining in a lot of points i think the strategy is pretty good too i i like heidi a lot and uh i mean R- rob comes off as a horny idiot uh it, it's just i don't know it's just like saying things because i think the opposite of it of it is that it you just like saying things more so because you know that I have said in the past that I like Rob. Is that that's why you say these things? Uh, yeah, I guess when you go down <laughs> to the root of it, that might be it. <laughs> I see. OK, even though I've been quite cordial. And I would say Cochran is the good version of Rob. Yes. Oh. Well, I think if Rob played when Cochran did, he would be as good as Cochran. No, because the whole sense of humor is just like, I, I can't, I, I, I never kissed a girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cochran, I would say, is the first sort of knowingly funny player, or maybe, maybe not the first, but the most. I'd say Ty. Yeah, that's true. Now, I think we can all agree that the, that they really biffed it with the men versus women. And that's evidenced by later on a few seasons, they do men versus women again. And you truly see what a dynamic, exciting, not sexist men versus women theme might be. And I think we can all agree that we just swap the places of the worst men versus women season with the better men versus women season in our in our official list. Are you I think talking that about one probably... world? You're talking about one world? Nope. I think you know about Vanuatu, Joel. I like how uh, in Vanuatu that uh, Jeff allows uh, the island just to shit on the women too. And just put, <laughs> just has this all take place. Um, I think there, there's three. They did Amazon and they said, we need to do this again, but with everybody so boring that they won't uh, have any crushes or anything like that. <laughs> I think Except they just for went for an older cast. What? What was that, Tom? Sorry. Oh, I don't know. Oh, we're having uh, internet issues here. No, I think we're good. I think, I think it might it might be internet issues on my end, so I'm sorry if I cut in and out. I was just tearing down your favorite Survivor season. That's well, fair. <laughs> Well, um, Jenna is the winner of the Amazon, and she, um, uh, unlike Natalie White, despite not being a, a strategic player, gets a pretty big edit. Um, so we do get to know Jenna quite a bit, which I, which I like. I, 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 don't, I don't love Jenna, but I think she's a good character on that season. Yeah. Um, okay. I think it's, so- good, it's good to put it here, though, from what we have left. I yeah. completely agree. Yeah, I've, I've been waiting for it to come up. Um, surprised it hasn't. Okay, uh, Tom, uh, or should I say Tombo, Shambo. Thank you. Um, you're, you're, you're 12. Okay. Um, 
12th. This is the 12th pick. Mm. You're, you're, you're number 12. Well, much too high for this season, in my opinion, although there are things I like about this one. Um, this is 25, the Philippines. Okie dokie. That's a good placement for it, in my opinion. I don't think it's much too high. But uh, what, what are your thoughts on Philippines? Well, it starts off, you get a really weird theme with these three very strange returners. This is not, uh, yeah, it's really odd. You're like, okay, Penner, I get that a little bit. Russell, I don't get that a little bit. And Scoopin, I'm not even beginning to get that a little bit. <laughs> what I do like about those three, it just satisfies a very specific like funny shrug of like three middle-aged men who are like kind of like not very good at the game but are there anyway i just i love that there there's very funny moments from the three of them yeah i will say i like this season because of penner this is the best penner season and i'm a big penner head now i love penner i love yeah. penner and yeah, me too. uh and uh, um abby maria of course is in this season and yeah. Pete, her boyfriend. Um, yeah. <laughs> there's there's something about uh, Russell Swan too. That guy, that guy gets me. I love Russell. I remember Swan. when this was. Yeah, I remember when this was airing. Um, when Samoa was airing, I was really bummed for Russell Swan because he was the mm -hmm. only other person getting airtime. And yeah. so when when Russell Swan came back, I was like, yeah, I'm excited to see Russell Swan. I think I was, I was in a similar. I was like so excited for Penner. I was excited for Russell Swan, and then the other guy I didn't really care about. And I'm pretty happy that was my past opinion. I mean, I, I think with uh, Russell Swan too, I did kind of wonder because of Samoa being so like power forward. I wondered if a person like Russell Swan could have been the one to take down a Russell or Hans in that season, just because there was no other really like strong power player that was just trying to lead the troops as much, but he very well could have just talked himself out the next round too. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great part from Ponderosa of this season where Pete, uh, when Penner gets voted out, Pete goes, ah, oh, finally somebody will drink with me. <laughs> <laughs> and also, a great part where another one of my least favorite survivor players of all time, Jeff Kent <laughs> kind of talks some sort of trash at Ponderosa to Penner and then walks away and Penner goes, you talk too much. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't think I've ever watched the Philippines Ponderosa. Have you watched all the Ponderosa videos? No, I'm just making my way through them. That was actually on a best of Penner Ponderosa compilation. <laughs> okay. Oh, nice. Yeah. I think yeah. uh, I, I like the winner of this season, too. I think it's really fun to uh, follow through with uh, Denise throughout this season and being someone that's at every tribal council. It really gives you kind of that underdog feel of uh, someone to root for. I think Malcolm's probably one of the best under like that kind of archetype, too, of just like the comp beast guy that's there for uh, the heartthrob, I guess. But uh, I, I think he comes off a lot better than the other past people of that archetype. Um, so of that, of that gang, of that archetype, I mean, I would say the big three are kind of Ozzy, Joe, and Malcolm, would you say? Yeah. 
Yeah. And I'm curious, I don't know what Malcolm's up to, but Ozzy and Joe are both not doing so good. Yeah. (laughs) I think Malcolm Malcolm might come out the big winner of that. Malcolm's doing great. Of of the hard body, the classic hard body challenge guys. I I think he, I think he is. I, I think he's the best player. He'd be the most likely to win out of any of those guys. Game changers would have been a better season had Malcolm gone further. I agree. Malcolm is a Bernie bro. Oh, so, right. you know, I guess he's uh, not definitely not a QAnoner, not a anti-vaxxer. So I guess he just thinks everybody else is going to work for him and he'll just be handed money, I guess. <laughs> just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> I like uh, I rewatch Philippines quite a bit. I do like this season, but uh I know there are, there are better seasons and I think the placement is good. Um, Denise and Malcolm are the stars, right? Yeah, Watch but it. Penner, I I love Penner in that season. There's and, a lot of good supporting uh, players in this. Oh, the big Penner moment when he takes care of that woman who's sick. Yeah, what's her name? Lisa. Lisa. So the 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 he um, or, or no the or was it on his first red tribe or are you talking yeah. when Lisa's having a breakdown and they have like a really Nice connection. No, no, on his on his original tribe. The, oh, the with the, the short the hair, short, yeah. the short blonde hair girl. Um, so she, so um, I heard a story where Penner didn't like how close the cameras were getting to her, and he kept being like, "Hey, you gotta back off, okay? Back off." And that's uh, not Penner yeah, in, in the slightest. That was that was a good Penner. You, you, don't you think? No, no. You're usually I like your. <laughs> Sorry, what did you say, Tom? You said you liked it. I'm kind of into it. I'd like to hear more. <laughs> I'm a storyteller, okay? I tell stories. I'm a writer, okay? People want to hear your story at the end. Um. Uh, so anyway, so the, the, the cameras were getting too close, and he said, if you guys don't back off, I'm going to start singing the Beatles, and you'll have to um, uh, 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 pay for the rights. <laughs> so they backed off. In, in his Ponderosa, to bring it up one more time, he, he they're they're all treating him like he's some kind of like party god. And then to the camera, he goes, "I don't know what's what's going on with these people. You you learn how to make a couple drinks. You you play cards. It's not there's no anyway. <laughs> <laughs> these kids are faded. It seems like he's a fun guy. Yeah. Okay. So Philippines at number 12, do we have anything else to say about it? No, this was my number 13 in my, in my first list. So yeah, it's my, it's my number 13 as well. Um, Chris up to you, Cody, do you have anything else to say about Philippines? I've said enough. All right. uh, Number 11, Chris. All right. uh, This, this was lower than Philippines um, for me when I first made my list, but uh, I think that they're about the same for me. I think I like Philippines a little bit more than this, but this is definitive. So now I like Exile Island better. I'm going to put Exile Island as number 11. You've got some great characters. This is the first um, This is the first time we have the, uh, the hidden immunity idol buried on Exile Island. Uh, there's, there's fun stories. It came up in podcast with Aris and Terry of course you have Shane Powers whom I love and loved back then and was so 
surprised that he wasn't on second chance because I think the love for Shane Powers is pretty heavy. Um, but like we said, I think when we were talking about it at some point, uh, we, we thought there might, he may not have passed the physical or something, um, or the mental or one of them to, he may not have been cleared to go on Cambodia. And so he may have been voted in anyway, Shane Powers is great. Um, Aris is a, is a, is a very fun winner. And of course we get the legend that is Sari and she, I thought just... you were going to say Danielle DiLorenzo. Yeah, no, that's uh, she doesn't achieve her legendary status until her film with Coach. Yeah, 180. Her feature film, 180. <laughs> yeah, where she has but yeah, a um, scene with Coach. Th- there's a reason in our Survivor trivia, there, one of the questions was which Final Four has been back. And there's a reason that th- this entire Final Four has been asked back. And uh, great characters. It's awesome that Sari doesn't go first. And yeah it's uh it's just really fun you get lots of good moments it's really solid i don't have much more to say about it i mean i love this season it's number five on my list so i wish it was higher but you know i guess i didn't expect it to be that high on everybody else's list i love this season it's so damn fun i just have such affection for i think about it and i get happy it's it's um when people ask me for recommendations, I typically give this one and a couple others. I, I think it's it's a good season to watch if you're n- new to the show. Um, it is, yeah. That's a good. It's a good recommendation. Thinking about it, I I've yeah. never had it in the front of my mind to recommend, but that sounds that makes sense. Yeah, I think this season has it all. Um, in a lot of ways, it's everything that you want in Survivor in this season, and. Uh, of course, you you get uh, quite a bit of uh, the uh, returnees that you're excited to see back. Maybe not all of them you're excited to see back, but uh, Sari being the big one. It's got my favorite player of all time, Bruce, of course. You know, yeah. everyone uh, loves Bruce. Cody, where was that um, on your list? And uh, Panama was uh, number 11. So exactly oh, here. I was yeah. going to tell you to veto it and make it higher. Uh, <laughs> no. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm sure you would love for me to take my veto away, uh, Joel, but this is exactly... I don't, think, I don't think there's anything... Why would you veto anything else? I, I, I'm trying to think. What, what do you love? I don't know. Anyway, go on. Tom, you really like this season. We did a whole podcast about it. I love it. I had it fourth. Yeah, it was the first time I was on this podcast. I'm a big uh, Shane guy. Um, I love it all. Bob Dog and Bruce uh, drinking in the <laughs> the, uh, urinal maybe we should call you uh tom dog okay let's try that yeah we'll try that out <laughs> well, just call me lacina <laughs> <laughs> um man this season rocks oh also the guy who tells everybody's an astronaut yeah dan fuego yep yeah. i know <laughs> I, I know i'm a standing I, ovation I know I told you I worked on space shuttles, but what I didn't tell you, I was actually got to fly one. <laughs> and then he's like, don't tell anybody. Cut to next scene where he's telling everybody. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I love it. Hey, I know I told you I was a producer on a Survivor podcast, but I should tell you I'm actually on mic as well. <laughs> 
Um, and the Saints, it is. How the hell did he not get on second chances? Dan it Fuego? baffles me. <laughs> yeah, Dan Fuego. Why is he not on second chance? Imagine he came back for that season and won. See, I did watch, I did watch a Shane video on YouTube where he said he almost has been back six times. Wow. Wow. And he said he was booked for Heroes Villains and they took him off of it two days before he was supposed to leave. Because of Russell. Because of Russell. The, the ah, you should have taken Randy away. Kept yeah. Shane. Uh, don't don't come at my Randy. <laughs> well, after his showing in Heroes versus Villains, you can't disagree that that Shane would have been better. Uh, no. What about that moment where James knocks him off of uh, this is the mud challenge? You don't think he could have done that to Shane, too? You think Shane would have put up a fight with James? No, Shane would have pulled out a knife and stabbed James. <laughs> <laughs> would have lit up, put a cigarette on James's arm. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I think uh, <laughs> I think this is a good way to end our uh, 20 through 11. And now we're going to be getting into our top 10. Um, yeah. And we, we didn't count down at the beginning our, our last pick. So we, uh, we should count it down from 40. All the way from 40. How about I do just the 20 through 11? And then at the very end, we count down from 40. Wow, we should have done the. I, we, I feel I feel dumb that I even said I was going to. We were going to count down 40 through 21 before we started. Uh, they, this they can watch it. <laughs> yeah, they just came from listening to it. Yeah, so, I'm sure. OK. All right. So 20 through 11. Here we go. Before our top 10, we have number 20, Korong. Number 19, Game Changers. Number 18, Samoa. Number 17, Borneo. Number 16, Palau. Number 15, Karamoan. Number 14, Blood versus Water. Number 13, Amazon. Number 12, Philippines. Number 11, Panama. Joel, kick us off. Top 10 best seasons of Survivor. Okay. Um, I really don't want to piss anyone off with this pick, but these are all seasons that everybody loves, so I'm going to piss somebody off. Oh, I don't know what to do, but I, and I, I want people to this. I don't want, I don't want Chris to have to veto this. So, um, I might, we'll see. All right. I'm going to put winners at war at number 10. Uh, it's a good season, but there, it, despite so many things, uh, it, it is a good season. Um, uh, they really tried that seemed like the producers were trying really hard to make it a bad season uh, with uh, certain twists in the game, but they pull it off and it is a great season. And I'm, I think it's, it's a top 10 season, but there are things that should be ahead. Chris, I want, I did this for you. You did this for me. This is almost my number one. Oh, I'm sorry. I thought I thought I, I was, this... it was between, it was between this and China. And I love, I know you love China. Cody, I, I enjoy China. I think Renee loves China more than I do. Damn, um, damn it. Sorry, Chris. Sorry. I, di I, di I was doing this for you. Chris, I'm sorry. Don't veto it. Cody, are you going to veto? I I don't know. Here's my, here's my pitch. I don't know if I'm going to use my veto here. I, I still need to decide, but let me see if I can hype myself up for it. Because this never has a season had so much gravitas right out the gate where you watch these 20 winners 
come off the boat and I've never had a feeling that that gave me of just being so epic seeing where these people are now some of them we hadn't seen in so long and just the build this is why we watched survivor was to build for a moment like this yeah, i don't disagree i don't and disagree it, it was it, it was cool and it, no matter what twist they put in there that you might not have liked edge of extinction or whatever it didn't end up fire tokens fire tokens they're fine i i didn't have a problem with them <laughs> Um, I would but say they're not. I do not like them. They're they're okay. I I mean, it didn't take away from the season at all for me. I think like even the Edge of Extinction didn't take away from the season because it didn't end up really changing the outcome. And I think that this season of just seeing so well, many Michelle changes. should have been second, but let's you know. <laughs> so That's many true. favorites. So many favorites coming back for this, and just. Uh, okay. Everything felt epic. All right, if, veto it. Veto it. If I may pipe in, mm -hmm. I agree with most of what Cody's saying. This was a crazy event for me, my girlfriend and I, watching this every season uh, over a year and a half. We couldn't stop crying when this, uh, you know, we would cry for no reason. Um, and yet... I tried to be objective for this list and I have this right around here. I have it at eight. Yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I was trying, I was, tr I thought this would be, I didn't think that I didn't know that Chris loved winners at war so much. So um, I was trying this, to, I don't know. I don't know if I'm going to veto it or not. Cody, if you want to veto it, go for it. This is my number four on my list. I, I say, I say you veto it, Cody. I'm sorry. I'm not, I'm not going to veto. no, no, you're gonna put China here. I don't want that. Okay, I'll I'll pick something else. I don't know. I'll I'll pick the next thing. I don't like where this is going. I think you're gonna make it worse. <laughs> I'm gonna let you sit on this. That you did this, and I'm not gonna veto Fine. it. Hey, I'm okay and with then, this place. Then, don't, then don't, I have to veto. Don't, Chris. Don't. Sorry, don't, Joel. Don't. You know what that means? That means Cody has a veto's left, and I don't have a veto. I gotta do it. This I was saying it's around my number one. This is my this is my number one. Damn it. Damn it, Chris. Oh, fucking I hell. have to. I'm sorry. Well, now are we gonna end up with winners at or at number one? No, it'll it'll be placed, it'll be placed uh sooner than that. But I think I think it's higher than 10. It has to be higher than 10. It is such like a monumental event uh, uh, that we'll talk about when whoever puts it next puts it unless Cody vetoes it at that point. All right. Because he's the only one who's got a veto left. All right. I'm going to put uh, token chains here. This is why I had my veto. Fuck you. <laughs> oh. You can veto this, Cody. I I am voting. I am vetoing this right away. Oh. I am not going to deal with. I am not going to deal with token chains being here. This is the this is a great season. This is coach. Guys, we're, coach we're in 10. We're, yeah, we're but 10. We're in 10, and that's nice to say for some season, but this <laughs> is fucking coaching jeans, okay? This is an epic season. This is the token jeans to me, and this is why I'm using my veto, because it's the best uh, new player season. I'll go out and say it. So pick something else, Joel. Okay. Well, there you go. All I, vetoes have been used. 
I did. Uh, Cody, just so you know, I did put token genes there because I was mad at you. Um, I do have it higher. It'll um, be a cold day in hell before token cheese <laughs> loses out to some of these seasons. All right. I'll put China at number 10. I wish I already did. I wish I did that. Chris, I did not want to do this. I wouldn't have vetoed it at 10. I have it. Um, I, I wish have it at seven. I have it at number seven for me. Uh, that's it what was, you get it... for uh, playing strategy, Joel, in a game where it's about honesty. It was number nine um, in my original list, so close to ten. Uh, but it, but it, with everything that is with the shuffle, it ended up at seven this time around. But uh, sorry, Joel. Damn it! I mean, Joel, talk about China because you know what happens next. <laughs> you talk about China. I'm going for a walk. <laughs> <laughs> I think China's a great season. I I mean, I love uh, when you can have a season um, that's special. And this is one that like Panama has. This is one that China has. This is like token sheens to me, David versus Goliath. These are the seasons that are special without having to have the returnees to it. And there's something about that that just feels good when you can have like just a grand slam casting. Uh, like this, where I think it's another winner that I would have liked to see at Winners at War. Oh, yeah. Todd uh, is so fantastic. With, with Todd. I like Todd. This is the season we got James from. Uh, James is amazing. I, I think Amanda's fun as well. You got Chicken in this season shortly. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> this this season is just a good time. Uh, and the local the location itself too is one of the best they've ever been at. Mm-hmm. Um, it's they, the, the creative u- hiding of the idol. You don't see that again until really Philippines, right? Like it existing as a part of the set, uh, it, which is so brilliant. And, and you get the double idol vote out. It's there's so much to love about the season, some awesome challenges, but the setting itself is so gorgeous. When we were talking about our best challenges of all time, I uh, I off I almost put up the China holding the stacking the China as the final immunity because that's such a such a gorgeous one. But yeah, the, Todd is so good in this, and Courtney's so fun. Again, like a really such a fun cast. I would watch this season a bunch. Yeah. But, oh, go ahead, Tom. I do love the uniqueness of the setting. Yeah, I'm just mm-hmm. agreeing on that. Um, when it gets all muddy, and who's that one guy? Who's that freak guy? The the model who's bossing everybody around. Oh, the are you thinking of Jean Robert, the poker player? Nobody's confusing that guy for a model. <laughs> <laughs> That's what I was, I was like, Tom. Why do you think that Jean Robert is a Dave? He's Dave, a swimsuit Dave. model. His name's Dave. <laughs> <laughs> Dave. <laughs> um, but yeah, this is a great season. To me, this is like quintessential old school survivor. I love yeah. James. I love uh well, I don't love Amanda, but I have fondness for her. Yeah. That's a great way of describing it. I think John Robert, too, speaking on that, him and Courtney is one of the like the great rivalries in uh Survivor as well. Uh, really funny moments from that. Also, season just kicks off so nice. Like you were saying, location, but when they go into that temple and uh, that uh, Christian woman starts crying about being in there, 
Hilarious. Good. Leslie. I already gave me someone to cheer for to get voted out. Out of here. <laughs> Joel, how do you feel about China? You put it here. I uh, I like it. It's good. Um, <laughs> I'm just thinking should, uh, should that you? I just should have just done it. I should have just put it there. I I I well, I've always I've always had the thought that I think it's overrated, but uh, uh, I that's why I I thought that you really liked it, Chris, um, and so why put it there? And uh, I just I can't I can't forgive myself for this. When I made this out, it was um, Vanuatu was my eight, but China was my nine. Like I I. I really do like Vanuatu, as you know, and I really like China. I hold them almost in similar similar esteem. I didn't know you were such a big um, Winners at War fan. Now, Joel, why does this upset you so much in this dog-eat-dog competition that you've set up? Because I just know if Kaga Well, has because to... he knows what Cody's going to pick next. I know what Cody's going to pick next, and but uh, to, to be Chris fair, can't veto it. I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be too hard on yourself, Joel, because Cody gets a double pick, right? Doesn't he? Yeah, yeah, it's just so mean, Cody. So like, it, it only would affect what do you it mean one it's slot. Mean, right? the, okay, Joel. You can't say it's mean because you like a season. You just tried to put token cheese <laughs> there. I am putting it honestly, where <laughs> I honestly, it's a little bit further. I saved it for the top twenty because I took this list seriously, and I am putting everything on there honestly. I and, but here's 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 my thing. I have lost ownership of this list. I have no stake in this game. If if Kageon has is not I is not on the top five, I can't. I don't Honestly, know how I know, I, I, I know I, how you feel. That that was me back at twenty six with Vanuatu. <laughs> I just feel <laughs> haggard. Like a lot of my favorite seasons are really low right now. Well, I, I just like whoever came up with this format. <laughs> Everyone should be watching this on YouTube because. Um, I, the devastation that Joel has gone through is similar to the devastation that we see Rupert go through <laughs> on, from, on Redemption Island from seven to zero. Yeah. Okay. All right. I just have. I'm scorched earth. I'm scorched earth. Yeah. China's fine. Yeah. I mean, uh, I guess we go to number nine here. Oh, Cody, I do want to go backwards. You are saying you are going all by honesty, but at number 16, you, instead of saying um, Karamoan, you wanted to satisfy Tom, so you put Kaigai on there. Yes, and you tried to go for the same thing there by saying that you've given up on the whole list because I'm going to say Kaigai on. So, well, I'm, I'm just saying you, you're not going by honestly like, like you said you were. I had three picks there. I had three picks. I had Kai Gayan and Palau kind of interchangeable in a way. And I, uh, I thought that you came at Caramon a little too hard. What? And, and some people are just extraordinarily persuasive and charming. you know. Yeah, <laughs> that's true. <laughs> and uh, and uh, I guess I'm the, the complete opposite because it often seems like people just want to piss me off. <laughs> I, I am not picking number nine to piss you off, Joel. Just I'm put picking something it. like Cook Islands there and give him eight. Just pretend that I vetoed it. You know what I mean? I like give him a boost to eight. I like Cook boost, Islands more. Boost it to eight, though. Cody? It would make him so happy. 
Cody, fire away. Thank you, Tom. Uh, number nine is Kai Gayan. It's gotten too long a ride already in my Tom, opinion. Tom, th- enough you. of that. Okay. <laughs> I mean, it's honest opinions here, Joel. And Joel is my ultimate survivor sensei. So this is kind of me, you know. Coming into your own. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, this is, this is Rocky. Taking down my master. Rocky this is you right slipping now. into his dojo in the middle of the night stabbing him and taking it for yourself <laughs> right even though i didn't make the pick so actually hands are clean but i i thought tom that you might have uh, picked it out of the top 10 uh, in the uh, 13 and 12 but uh i uh, i had some some other trash i'd take care of <laughs> <laughs> i understand uh, yeah, Kai Gayon. I mean, it's a good season. I had it on the top 20. Joel keeps on thinking that I hate this season, but I don't hate it. I, I like the season. I like the season. I just like other seasons more. And out of, especially out of the ones that we have left, we have eight more after this. I like those eight seasons more than. Kai All right. Gayon. What do you like about Kai Gayon? Be nice about it. What do I like? About <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah say, we're, we're in the top 10, so you have to say nice things about it. We're doing couples therapy here. <laughs> um, I like Tony. I like I like Tony a lot. I like uh, Jatia. I uh, love those moments in the early seasons uh, or in the early uh, pre-merge with uh, Jatia <laughs> completely demolishing uh, her own tribe. I like uh, when they tried to uh, throw the challenge as well. Um, and yeah, I mean, the thing that it comes down to for me. No, is... you're not allowed to say negative stuff. Well, um, me and Chris are going to talk about what we like about Kageon now. <laughs> All right. Just um, cut at the knees. <laughs> so um, uh, I, I like pretty much every vote out in in uh, this season. And uh, from from David Sampson at the beginning and Garrett, the uh, one of the funniest flame outs. Um, and I love that. Yeah, I even like the 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 Bryce Isaiah episode. I think that's really funny. Bryce is a really funny character. I wish you I wish he stuck around for longer. Uh, the Cliff Blinds. I, I'm, I could go through this entire season and uh, tell you why I like every vote out. And meanwhile, we have uh, great stories from the Brain Tribe, um, how they're getting decimated and their story through the merge and uh, the the rivalry between Spencer of and cast that we brought up uh, on the rival episode stinky is a really fun um uh story through the season and um i don't know i just i just i could it's it to me it's survivor the movie it's just like i don't know i just i see it as this like great espionage thriller how how is tony pulling all this off and uh and i think the editing in this season is so good um, because you you're watching it and you're thinking Tony can't win. Tony can't win. We're in winners at war. We know that Tony has one and can one. So we're watching it and we're like, oh, okay, so Tony's going to win in, in, uh, in Kageon, you're watching it and you're like, no one like Tony has ever won. So you were watching it and we're like, 
there's no friggin' way this guy's going to pull this off. He's got somebody like, how is he doing this? How is he doing this? And he makes it to the end. And it's just, it's just insane. And there's one final obstacle is this final two. Mm-hmm. How is he going to make it past that? If he doesn't win the, the final immunity and he does, it's insane. It's the most incredible um, story on survivor. I it's my number one. Um, and I, I, I'm really sad that it's the number nine. And, uh, yeah, I, I, uh, hearing your passion about it, Joel, I'm flooded with images of the season. Uh, when I first made this list, it was it was at it was at number number seven for me, and and the spot, and and hearing and but hearing you talk about it, I look at my list. I was like, oh no, that should be a little bit higher. And and honestly, it would probably be my number five. I just think like for me, it 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 marks the. It's in that category of like a f- hard. I can hardly find much wrong about the season, and there's only a few seasons that I can say that about. And uh, and Tony is Tony's Tony. Like Kagayan potentially has even aged like a finer wine with Tony's win on Winners at War. He I is agree. he is fantastic. Um, and it is that how, he can't possibly do it. And that's also how I felt in Winners of War. It's like, you can't, he can't possibly do it again. He, Tony's, he's magic to watch and, um, and a great cast. Another of our trivia is that this whole final four has been back. And for good reason, lots of awesome characters. Mm-hmm. Every, every character's memorable. All right. See, Tony's, Tony, Tony's Tony, but Phil Shepard's just a big old uh, air. He's a dud. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. He's 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 a mentally ill person who they put on TV and got the oh, got the, got the country okay. to laugh. At. No more negative talk. Okay, let's go to number nine. No more negative talk. Let me say this, Chris, because you eight. said that Joel's passion brought you forward. I watched a video of a woman addicted to drinking her own piss the other day, and trust me, she was pretty passionate about it, and it did not make me want to drink my. <laughs> own piss yeah so, so I, I will say cody and i uh, i've said this to you before i'm not sure i have on mic but i think you should rewatch the season i i think you might i think you've what you've only watched it once so i've I think, seen it twice when did you watch it a second time i watched it again on i think i don't know i've seen it twice though but I don't here's think he has. that's a big old big old lie i will say this is the one season i, w- I was doing my big binge and I would always be messaging with Joel like what's the next big one what's the next one that everybody loves and every time he would say a season I would watch it and go absolutely of course that's one of the big ones and this is the first one that didn't click with me I might have overhyped it because it is my number one Um, Uh, Joel maybe you need to rewatch it I I do I rewatch I think, it a lot. <laughs> I think it does. It does get it does get hyped up, and there's a good reason for that hype. Uh, I but I definitely think there are there are seasons uh, that I prefer over it. But that's not to say that this isn't an, a fantastic season, which it is. I just think there are more fantastic ones out there, and and I think that it is in the wrong place on this list because I think it should be closer to top five than you had it at seven. It's at nine. <laughs> Yeah, closer to top five. He, now he, to he changed his mind. Now it's a, it, it's his five. Seven, yeah, right. Seven is completely equidistant between nine and five. Yeah, but but not between five and ten. Yeah, I, I really, I really, um, I'm gonna try and uh, salvage this so we can have some fun together. Uh, and I'm, <laughs> I'm, 
I'm not mad at, at you, Cody, and I, I hope that you uh, try and be nice to me for the rest of this, and uh, let's have some fun. What's your number eight? <laughs> well, now I just don't even know. Uh, Joel, hmm. this, this is tough because I have a lot of seasons that are very close together. These are a lot of uh, really good seasons, and I think... Oh, I don't know here. Um, I think I'm going to put Micronesia. I think I'm going to do Micronesia and eight. Are you kidding? Yeah, that's wild. Okay. I feel like no matter what I said, it it was going to be wrong. You and said uh, Cook Islands. I, li- I like Cook Islands. I do like Cook Islands too, but I mean... You it think, been, you it think Cook been Islands my... is better than Micronesia? Well, no, yeah, that's why no, I chose Micronesia, I in fact. <laughs> <laughs> now that I really think about it, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, I mean, like, this was close with Cook Islands for me, too. Um, and I know that's the one that, I mean, Chris did say for me to choose it. But, I mean, I think I like Cook Islands a little better than this. Um I, although I love Micronesia. I mean, that's why it was in my top 10 and it was number eight in here. Yeah. So, I mean, go ahead and uh, give your love for uh, Micronesia, Chris. Oh, I thought you were going to say, give my next pick. No. <laughs> yeah. That's about enough about it. <laughs> um, I, I think this is, it's, it's a fantastic season for a reason. Um, the, the fans just demolish it and i don't mind watching this is where you actually have fans who come back uh favorites i mean fan i meant the favorites demolish it these are these are actual favorites who come only back. one fan came back yeah rather than yeah and these he was are a favorite. favorites who came back rather than um the mishmash of people who they called favorites in that other you hey, know, 30 no more negative talk. No more negative talk. Okay. We're not, we're not smack talking Caramoan or Vanuatu anymore. Okay? You can smack talk Vanuatu. I understand. <laughs> um, no, I, there's honestly, there's not much to say. There's not much to add to the conversation about Micronesia that hasn't been said a million times over by a million podcasts. It's going to be high on any, any list because it's just so friggin' solid. And again, Sarita's some masterwork. Parvati is awesome to watch. Amanda Kimmel does back-to-back final tribal councils, inspiring Russell Hans to do the same. Um, there's just a, a lot of greatness here. Yeah, it's a game-changing season. I think similar to I, – I think about Micronesia similar to the way I was talking about Amazon, is you can see the shift um, before and after each season. I mean, obviously going – to Gabon from Micronesia, you don't, but to the, the, just like the, the intricacy of strategy, you're seeing it in real time. People thinking of these things that are now these, you know, regular ways that people play um, are it's, it's fun to watch after having seen all the seasons after Micronesia I, and, and Micronesia, especially after the merge is full of really great characters. Um and that 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 have new stories in this season, um, some connected to the past, but uh, uh, mostly um, new stories because Parvati uh, is is a big character in Cook Islands, but doesn't have doesn't 
she's not bringing any baggage over to Micronesia. So it's basically this like, you know, you you a star is born um, in front of our eyes in Micronesia. And I quite like that. Um, but I mean, people people do have this really high, but I don't think anybody. Uh, I know a lot of people would say it's their number one, but I don't think I think it's just people hold it so high because it is a great season, but it's not I don't think it's very many people's favorites. So you think this was a good spot, Joel? You're not mad at me? No, I think I think there are seasons that should be. I mean, be, uh, it's it's easy to get nitpicky right now. I I understand what's going on with you, Cody. So it's fine. I understand what what you're how you're picking. So I'm not I'm not mad at you. But uh, what do you mean what what's going on with me? Why did you say it like that? Uh, I no, I understand your 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 strategy. Sorry, but uh, my strategy. wording was all off. Oh my God! Okay, I'm trying to 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 make my words uh, satisfy you. I, I don't. He understands your rationale behind your pick. Yes. Okay. I thought you were saying that I was uh, doing this out of malice or trying to get other things further, or I, I I'm just trying no, to. I'm trying to be cordial. I'm trying to have fun with this. All right, Joel. I'm I want to have fun with you too. That's that's okay. <laughs> we'll we'll save that for hard, off. Hard Mike, to trust okay. that. <laughs> That's kind of ominous. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, but I do think we should start uh, moving on. I mean, I, I, Micronesia. I haven't heard. We haven't heard from Tom about Micronesia. And I didn't get to have my say. That's true. It's great. I love it. <laughs> where, where was it on your list, Tom? It was, I guess, right around here. One, two, three, four. Uh, seventh? Yeah. Seventh. Funny enough, um, <laughs> it was seven for me too. It was it was my eight, but there are so many seasons left <laughs> that I think yeah it, it should be not so many. It's it's easy to get nitpicky right now uh, because there are uh, there are only a few seasons left. So you know I have specific opinions on what which one is better than the other. So I do have you know I but want. But they're all up there in the in the top tier, you know. So yeah, exactly. Oh, I have to I have to somehow be okay with Kaigayan being at nine. So I have to I have to, you know, figure this out. Okay, so my uh, it's my pick for seven. Spencer Spencer's a, a dud, right? Spencer, Thanks. yes, I agree. I like Spencer. Spencer's not a dud. What's your definition of a dud? Kind of boring, uh, you know. He's a bit of a dud. He's definitely I mean, not boring. He's not even boring for a bit. Tony, I'm not. I don't even get into until he comes back later. Okay, okay. Tom. I thought I said I. Th I stood up for you, Tom. <laughs> I just stood up for you when he was trying to go after a uh, Caramoan. I just stood up. Yeah, for you. he really did. I'm thinking the night <laughs> See, but Tom, does it ever just grind at you when no, you lay in no, bed at night? No, no. What are you going to say? Think about saying? how Shane wasn't brought in to second okay. chances, but Spencer was. Okay. All right. Enough. If you keep talking this way, Cody, uh, we might be talking about a different Spencer on my next pick. The one from Token Jeans. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm, I'm really tempted to just put Token Jeans here, Cody. Oh, I think it's me, isn't it? No, it's After me. Cody? Oh, no, 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 it's you. Okay. Um, God damn it. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, Joel. <laughs> Um, okay. Uh, I, I what like coach do. I like cook islands quite a bit. Um, it's a really fun season, but, uh, it's, it's time. Uh, 
to put Cook Islands on the list. Um, uh, it is, um, you know, a uh, controversial season, the way they separated the tribes in race, and that just doesn't work out. Um, uh, and it, it's, they, they, they go backwards on it very quickly. And uh, the great thing that, it, that we got out of it was a very diverse cast and uh, a very strategic um, cast doesn't I, I just rewatched the season doesn't seem like they're having too too much fun um, it doesn't seem like anyone's having very much fun out there for this season um, which is a, a, a to be honest a knock against it but uh, um, I quite like it the strategy the, the the best thing about Cook Islands is the story of the I24 um, how they made it to the end and it, it is really triumphant and Definitely. really great to see them all the, the four of them celebrating when they get back from uh, um, uh, the, that tribal council where they vote out to Adam. And uh, it's, it, it, it's just a great story. And Yule is, is a fantastic winner and uh, not <laughs> in a, in a, in a weird way, uh, a play of uh, the k- kind of game bot that is like, through through his game botness in a way that like i don't always love the game bots but through his game botness you see this kind of emotional like he's he he talks about his emotionals and emotions in a a mathematic way that i that you don't see anybody else do so he's like a very human game bot which i quite like sort of like spock i guess i don't know um or, or or data um you you see this the 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 humanity to him and uh i I like him quite a bit and cook islands is a great season guys yeah yeah, this is the season that uh made me uh hope for a blood versus water season so i could see candace come back with uh billy (laughs) (laughs) and and instead she came back with a cody Mm -hmm. yeah so they're uh yippee to me Um, like a young chrissy for you guys to cheer for I I'm not a Candace fan. I'm not I a Candace fan. Yeah. I'm a Candace fan in Blood versus Water. I think she has a good look there because she says "fuck you," uh, or she she gets mad. I, at I think that is a bad look. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I, I I think I think she's she's fun in, in Blood versus Water. I'm gonna nominate um, Adam for most annoying face on Survivor. <laughs> he he could be most annoying. Period. Um, uh, even without the face. Uh, he is such a, a, a mimbo. I think this, I think that this season stands out uh, so much to me too, because like, I mean, this season was better than it should have been. It was almost against all odds that we got a banger of a season out of this. And it, it's really because of the contestants and um they just really pulled this thing around and seeing their self-awareness even watching it to a modern day of being like i don't think this is okay kind of thing uh it makes it a a, you kind of like put your guard down too and be like okay i can like kind of enjoy this uh season and it i mean just look at uh the legends that came from this uh yule parvati uh penner 
uh, even uh, for good or bad, Ozzy. I mean, this. Uh, hey, for good. I like seeing him jack off. <laughs> well, there you go. I mean, like it it brought a, a whole new fan base to him. Um, this uh, this season's uh, one that I really like. I think this is probably a good position for it, though, too, because we're getting uh, starting to wind down. Yeah. Does anybody have like does anybody have this higher on the list? I had yeah. this at 13 when I first made it. I yeah. think without Yule, this it does not maybe get past the top 15, maybe past the top 20. I think Yule is is by mm-hmm. far and away and Penner. the best part of this season. Penner's Penner's good, but I like Penner when he returns, you know? Yeah. Penner's kind of annoying in this season. I, I kind of like him still. Uh, I, I, he's still I still Penner. like him, but but like for me, it's all about Yule. And Ozzy was great to root for as well. It's it's those two that it's a I more remember, likable uh, Samoa trajectory for the final four. <laughs> I remember watching this uh, in high school, or it might have been. Um, I I can't remember how old I was when it came out, but uh, and I remember being really turned off by the race um, element. But then, but I remember just like, and this was when I, my Survivor love was secret. So I didn't have anybody to talk about it with. And uh, I remember just reluctantly um, liking it near the end. And just I, I just remember being like, oh, despite all odds. Yeah. Like I was just like excited at the end that I liked the season. Well, on the rewatch this past year, it, it seemed like it. Yeah. Like it was going to be no good. But the race thing is really such a small part of it in the end. Yeah, yeah. I, but- and like you say, it did introduce diversity. It was the first time where you're like, sort of didn't notice, but you're like, oh, this show's way more interesting when it's not all Adam. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah, but also, I mean, they do the race thing, and you think, oh, okay, so if in under a good circumstance, this could be a like a a good way to talk about race on survivor and they don't really ever end up doing that either. You know, they don't do, Oh, you would not want them to at that time. Oh, that's not going to be, not. that's not going to be handled. Well, I would say that's well, three you, years you, after you, who's got a crush on who? Oh no, it's not. It's but not. I will say, <laughs> no, it's um, just three years. Uh, Yule is good oh. at talking about that stuff. So it had that, that could have, they, you with all these people from, like that aren't white that they are better at talking about it than a bunch of white people would have been at that time. You know what I mean? That's, that's why I think, you know, I think cowboy tries to do a lot of good talking about it and they shut them down. Yeah. Yeah. But, but the, the interesting part about that, that those scenes with cowboy is you do get the uh, Brad and Yules and uh, Becky telling, telling cowboy, here's why we don't, yeah, sure. Maybe what you're saying is funny, but we don't want it to come across. We we like they you they do have a conversation about those jokes and why they don't like them. And uh, and then it's clear at the end that uh, Jeff didn't get that conversation when he when he uh, pray. He thought he told yet yeah, cowboy at the end that he thought the jokes were funny. <laughs> oh, does he? Well, yeah, I Leave think Jeff alone. <laughs> 
one of my favorite moments of this season. Well, it's not one of my favorite moments, but it's a pretty good one is when um, I forget who has a headache, but Cowboy helps it. And then you just see right. that scene. And then when they go to the next challenge, everyone has the same like red rash on their forehead yeah. of Cowboy fixing all of their headaches. I think that's a, a really funny transition. And it also has the best fire making face off in the history of Survivor. Yeah, they're never going to reach that high. Better than Winners at War? Better than Winners at War. When they both have to use matches and it still takes them half an hour. Oh, right. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. When she runs out of matches. <laughs> yeah. That anyway, one. should we move on to number yeah. six? Yeah. Uh, it's me, right? I, yes. I, I have no concept. I, I've been thinking it's me every time. Yeah, <laughs> so this sorry. is you, uh, Chris. I have it all okay. written down. Don't worry. Okay, great. Well, number six, just shy of the top five. I had this one originally as my number twelve. Um, so it's it's uh, it's it's always been it's always I've always held this one in pretty high esteem. But I think it's really fitting for it to hit number six, just shy of greatness, because there's one character in this who is constantly aspiring to this sort of greatness and to these heights. Uh, you know him from our list as one of the best players of all time. And I've got to put it just shy of the top five. It's Survivor, Cochin Jeans. All righty. Token Jeans at number six. Um, uh, Cody, since I think you're probably the one that likes it the most, why don't you talk about why you like this season? What's Survivor without Coach? <laughs> That's what I uh, want to poise oppose to everyone right now. What is Survivor without Coach? This is one of my favorite moments of Coach's Martyr episode. Is my favorite episode of Survivor, where he gets sent to Exile Island and refuses to eat while he is there, and it's just him with his walking stick, and then him laying in a pond and just the best it's so funny there's so many great players in this season though too like i mean uh, jt's so uh, likable uh, this is where uh, tyson comes in too um i like i'm going to uh, slip over uh, people here but like yeah taj. and I mean, taj is amazing too i'd love to see taj come back uh and like the finals of uh fishback and uh JT you really don't know who's going to win that it's just it's just a great season and I th I think like uh, so many of the challenges stand out to me too of the final challenge being that giant spider optical obstacle course uh, that's a really fun time I mean yeah I, I just look at this season so fondly and maybe it's because of coach and watching his assistant coach stretch him out in the loved one <laughs> visit <laughs> <laughs> that would be a good blood versus water coach and his assistant coach yeah honestly i'd get on board if it was coach and his assistant coach so what if it was a redemption island where, where instead of coach and ozzy it was coach versus his assistant coach yeah i i'm on board uh at coach and i i think when you're to look at this season and just see that it's like one of my favorite players to watch uh one of my favorite challenges one of my favorite episodes um, it's just, there's so much working for it that 
I mean, it's it's undeniable. So it's sad to not see it in the top five. But I mean, like I said, anything in the top ten is a good position. But uh, damn. It's okay, Cody. I can teach you what uh, this sort of heartbreak is like to go through. I, I got game changes at 19 already. Don't you worry about it. <laughs> yeah, before that, there, there was a certain uh, second chance season that was uh, at number 22. Tom, any thoughts on token chains? Well, it's the coach show. I mean, I've been pretty vocal about these seasons that are sort of, you know, highlight one guy how long does he make it in i can't remember uh 26 day 26 yeah he's like seventh i guess you know it's nice that it's the coach show but then there is real gameplay going on at the same time Mm -hmm. jt's a good winner uh fishback i don't quite get all the fishback love he's pretty fun yeah he's Uh, he's he's people see him as like a, a really big strat strategist um and I think he's even he's he's good as a character. I like him in both his seasons. He's he's fun to watch. Maybe not the he's uh, what what's cool about him is that he is playing. He plays the game, uh, and I think he plays the most out of anyone in token chains, um, uh, in a in a way that uh, pisses people off in the end. What I think is really cool about Stephen on the rewatch, I noticed all the times somebody would come up to him and he'd already formed an opinion and and a and a decision of how he wanted the how he wanted the the strategy to go. And then they'd propose something and he'd go and he'd ask slowly ask them, you see him slowly ask them questions that like, oh, do you think that's a good idea? Yeah, I guess I could go, I could try to reach out to JT and and see what he's thinking. I might, I might be able to get him on board. And it really is like feels as though they're creating this thing when really he and JT have already decided on that beforehand. Yeah. Um, which is, I was really impressed on the rewatch watching Steven navigate those social areas because I didn't expect him to, to have been able to dominate in that way, just from his sort of persona. Steven, Steven is like the, uh, the quintessential survivor. Yes, man to me, you know what I mean? Like he, he never says no to anybody. Uh, even if he's n- maybe not going to do the thing that they're proposing, he um, where like, you know, like, for example, in all stars, you know, you have people straight up telling people you're going to get voted out. You're going to get voted out where I mean, with the idols in the game, you can't really play like that. But Steven's the first sort of guy that just like says yes to or maybe not the first, but he's the guy that said in my head that the strategy is you never say no to somebody if they come to you with an alliance or a, a new thing. So. Well, a lot of people have done that and been called goats. That's but, true. Uh, I would just say of this season, you know, you got your major players um, in the in, in in the Survivor lore. You've got Rob, Sandra, Tony, these people, and then you've got your two gargoyles on each end, Coach and Phil Shepard. And uh, <laughs> this season is the birth of one of the greats coach and 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 it's the birth of characters like coach what's that it's a birth of a survivor casting more people like coach which goes on to them casting a a certain uh specialist which everybody cries about all the time (laughs) (laughs) anyway that's that's number six token jeans coaching jeans tom what do you have for number five yeah 
kick off the top five. This Am is- I up for two here or just one? Just one. All right. Right, because then we flip. Mm-hmm. Well, then. I have two here that I have basically tied, so just give me a quick second. This is a big choice. It is top five. Yeah. At number five, I'm going to put a season which I loved very much. Uh, it feels sad at this point to let anything go. Mm-hmm. But I will put here season 33, Millennials vs. Gen X. Perfect. Happy to see it at here. I didn't want it to be... I like this season a lot, but it wasn't in my top ten. So yeah, uh, I had it at six here. So It's my number four. I... There, I I would have rathered a different one, but uh... it uh, it honestly would have uh, it would have made the top three if it didn't get through here. <laughs> but it's uh... so good. The, the the big thing I always think about this season is that um, as we've spoken of, Cal Rong is has such a nasty feel to it. I guess mostly because of those two guys, but they I guess they sort of taint the whole season, and then. The follow-up, I, I think it must be purposeful, is just so sweet and nice. It's just there's so many nice, good people on it. And it really feels like people are kind of taking care of each other, even though obviously mm-hmm. they need to slit each other's throats. It's just, it's a feel-good season, right when you need one. Yeah, I think the fact that everyone is almost transparent in this uh season um adds to a lot of that like niceness where like everyone kind of knows that they're strategizing and they're being open that they're strategizing and it gives us as a viewer more of the idea of like wow all of these people can win like this for me watching this season had the most like which of these people are going to win because this could go up anyway yeah it's a really well edited season um the the stories there are are very well told um uh the the adam stuff the david wright um redemption arc is one of my favorites uh stories told um obviously there are characters that we don't know as much as uh as them sunday and jessica and brett i think are People that could have gotten big edits um, from what people have said, like they were all playing. Um, even the people that didn't seem to be playing in our eyes were um, like, the, they everyone... feel like they're all playing to me, to be honest. Yeah, no, I know. I know. We just, uh, we just don't see like Sunday's uh, perspective on, on certain votes and stuff like that. And obviously it's because of the end game and stuff, but I feel like this is one of those seasons that, I would have, I would like to see more episodes of in the middle, you know, or like longer run times so to just to see everything, um, because it is really fun. And obviously, the rock draw is a uh, an incredible um, tribal council for me. It's that it's a, it's a it's a a top ten moment. I remember when I watched it, I was on my feet. And I think Ken McNichols, one of the great underrated players of all time. Underrated players. Well, underrated personalities, perhaps. Right. 
Hmm. <laughs> I, I, that's the thing, though. Like, the season's so endless with just, like, it, it was a Grand Slam casting on this one, too. Yeah. Like, Michaela as well. And I was so excited to see her come back in Game Changers um, with uh, Joel's hated moment of her sipping the tea. But I'm all for it. And I'm all for Millennials versus Gen X. I'm glad it's in the top five. I'm really happy about it being in the top five because it's, it's, it's so good. It's so good. Where they just want to, it's like they can't sometimes get out of their heads to cast hard bodies. And then every time they do, it's boring. And then every time they go the other way and cast character people, you get the best seasons. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I I remember I do, doing my rewatch after Ko Rong. I was I I stopped and Millennial. I started Millennials versus Gen X, and then I was like, okay, I I'm I gotta stop for a little while. I was like, I'm not sure if Millennials versus Gen X is gonna be that good because I was thinking about the first couple episodes, and which I I don't think are that are as dynamic. And then watching it, I was just blown away all over again by the storytelling, the amazing personalities, the amazing moments that we get. I sobbed like a baby again at the end um, when Adam won and, and with Adam in the finale in, in the reunion too. like it, it elicits such emotion from me. There's the beautiful relationship with Adam and Jay, which we talked about in our rivals podcast. It's um, yeah, it's just, it's a top, it is a top five season and it is so good. And we also talked about the Zeke and David relationship in our rivals episode. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, uh, a perfect way to uh, top off our top five, uh, Tom. And I guess I got to follow it up here. Yeah, I'm really curious what your number four is going to be, Cody. I am as well. I, I, I know it's going to be one of two, but yeah. Yeah, number four uh, for me, I, I think I've kind of alluded towards uh, what my top four were throughout this. And this one just didn't quite top it even though it's a season that i enjoy a lot and also just uh, means a lot to the podcast too because uh, i think it's the first season we ever covered on here um but i gotta put uh pearl islands okay not my list this is not my list at all i guess i can't <laughs> can i not make a fix that doesn't <laughs> piss you off i'm yeah. i'm pr- i am happy with pearl islands i was pearl islands was my 11 i like pearl islands but i don't think it's top five material to be honest oh my god so that's one of the best first episodes oh yeah best first episode in and mm-hmm. maybe in all 40 seasons yeah Winners of war is pretty special too though that yeah, yeah. i mean pearl islands is was my number two like <laughs> so i was hoping it could go way farther i love this season so much oh my gosh oh boy do i get excited talking about it because it's I, I, like this is that this in Panama is the one where where I recommend to people all the time because you can't watch Pearl Islands and not be like, holy shit, this is fun. And it's just like there's just great characters just from the get go. And and uh, and one of the more idiosyncratic winners um, at, up to that point. Um, and obviously we get uh, so many icons from this season, um, including Lil. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Even with the outcast twist, it manages to be a pretty high season. Yeah. So and uh we get a we get Dara. The funeral <laughs> parlor director. Yeah, we get uh Barboa 
or Balboa, the uh, the snake. Mm-hmm. Um, and we get Rupert. We get in yes. his glory, in his prime. The, the legend, Rupert Boneham. This Tom, is... you, Tom, where did where was this season for you? You really liked this one, right? And I loved it. I had it at five. Oh, so. okay. Yeah. Or no. Uh, yeah. Yes, I did. Yeah, it's just um I'm actually having a we have three spots left. Yes. Yep. And I'm only seeing two seasons on my list. Who did you forget? <laughs> now I might be regretting picking 33. Maybe something's sneaking by. There um, might be a little sneaky uh one in there. I will say there's one original cast season left. Um but I think after uh, Pearl Islands here, Joel, it is your... Oh, we're not done talking about Pearl Islands. Come on. What do you have to say about it, Cody? Oh, yeah. I mean, it's a season that uh, I uh, hold dear to me. If anything, I think that uh, Lil knocked it down a spot. Um, and <laughs> I, like I think Lil. we finally got the definitive answer to Albert or Burton. Er? Yeah, so Burton wins out at Albert at the end of the day here. Um, but yeah, a lot of great moments. Obviously, uh, the dead grandma moment too. Danny, Johnny Fairplay. Yeah. Friend of the pod. Classic moment uh, that you can't not talk about at some point. Um, and also just like so many things that just um, when you talk about Survivor, you're like, oh, the guy with the tie dye shirt or like to non Survivor fans, you know, or like the dead grandma moment. Like these are moments that kind of like went outside of the realm of uh, Survivor, which made this uh, season really cool as well. It kicked um, it into gear. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mentioned first episode is the uh, one of the best, if not the best. Uh, I mean, one of the other ones on the list left here has probably one of the arguments for the best if not two of the ones on the list left um but yeah i'm uh i'm i'm happy to see it on here i'm sorry joel it's not number two but this is like for me a great spot for it okay pearl islands and i and my pick for number three right Mm -hmm. i'm picking winners at war here putting it yeah oh that's what happened i had scratched it out when is that war? The like, coming for more. Well, when is that war? It gave us the best Survivor theme song of all time. Yes. More That's better perfect. than a... More iconic. <laughs> Move over that song because you better be ready. Uh, Tom, I'm curious. You uh, forgot about Winners at War uh, still being available. Would you have put that instead of Millennials versus Gen X? Yeah, I'm a bit upset now. I would have. I would have had Winners at War at five. But it snuck by, and you know what? It's okay. It's a worthy. It's worthy enough. Yeah, I, I, I'm, I, I mean, I really liked Winners at War. I was ultimately a tad let down by it because I was so excited for it, and there was a lot of bullshit in it. Um, but I uh, um, do quite like it, and the, it's a great winner. And uh, yeah, I just wish there was no edge. I wish uh, I would. I, w- I just would have like the season in my head without edge, without fire tokens, just a straight sort of season is is number one on this list, you know, um, and I know it's number one on Chris's list, but uh, 
I can't I can't see through its flaws kind of. And um, you know, Mimi's giving me some fries right now, so somebody else talk. I find it <laughs> I, disappointing to see all the old school players go out first. Yeah. Because you know, to me, that that's the half. Those are the people I I relate to more. Um, yeah. Honestly, even though I had it as my number one, uh, I'm fine with it being number three because of all of its flaws. Right. I, I, I think it's atrocious that Natalie being the first boot could come in second over Michelle Fitzgerald. Right. I, I like the fire tokens. I, I like when they're adding these new things and trying it out and having a sort of economy and currency that you can have an additional thing to barter with the idea of it really gets me excited for potential future iterations. And I think it was cool working at the kinks. And I just loved seeing, um, seeing all of the winners come back. I love the moment after the first or second um, battle back when it's like your time's over and they, everybody's talking and, and, and Amber talks about how she didn't feel like she like deserved to be there. And there's all these emotional beautiful moments that you get with with these people who have given us so much joy and given us uh such great tv over the last 20 years and i think it's just it's a testament to the show i i think it's awesome that it's made the podium and uh it was such a special special watch and i physically jumped out of my couch and and high-fived renee so hard i i her hand came clear off when Tony won that fire challenge because I wanted Tony to win so badly. And it was just a perfect finish. I I mean, Tony winning winners at war is, was one of the most thrilling things of a uh, horrible year in, in 2020 to me, that was, it just, it kept me going for the rest of the year, just knowing that Tony won. (laughs) I think the, the Extinction Island was a, a bit of, yeah, it was a black mark on the season. And also the fact that Natalie was able to gain so many more tokens because she was there for so long yeah. to the point where her win at the end was almost a foregone conclusion. I mean, not quite, but she had. I know Wendell a- almost took her too. Right. I like Edge of Extinction more in the first Edge of Extinction season. Well, you got Reem. Well, you got Reem, and 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 it's more of a society there than it than maybe maybe the idea was to make it more of like the game of Survivor there, but it, it just seen uh, in Winners at War. But the 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 fire tokens and the the log challenges and all this stuff, it just was like I'd rather just see them interacting, you know, like they like we showed on on Edge of Extinction. Um, the society is that you show up and Reem tells you how mad everybody is at you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> they should have had Reem's big head on the uh, on Edge of Extinction and Reem there with her, with her arms crossed. Would that would that have put it to your number one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's that's <laughs> part of the my. You know how they talk about you go to heaven and you can uh, request for anything. My request would be to see Winners at War without Edge of Extinction. You know, just sit in a room and then watch. I don't know. Uh, yeah. John Carpenter's fire starter, you know, the, the movie that he didn't make. I would uh, like sit down and watch that and then watch um, uh, winners at war without edge of extinction. 
Sounds like it's going to be really cool when you die. <laughs> oh, man, I can't wait. I can't friggin' wait to die. <laughs> Especially after this list. Yeah. <laughs> well, Chris, it's time for you to choose number two. And don't yep. give away what number one is. Yeah, you're the kingmaker here, though, Chris. Mm-hmm. I am the kingmaker. Usually I hate that in games. Um, but uh, here, the power feels nice. And I, I take this responsibility very seriously. Uh, this is the way I had it on my list. These these were my two and, two and three. Uh, because Winners at War was my number one. Um, so I'm really thrilled that my number two and three... And my, my, my top three made it to the top three. So that is pretty exciting. Um, yeah, it must be nice. And <laughs> what a yeah, love for that yeah. to happen to me. It feels great. <laughs> um, my number two is Vanuatu. No, no. Uh, my number two is, is an incredible season. And it shows, again, what great characters can make. Um, great characters can make a, a really good season. And... I'm really torn. I'm really torn between these two, but uh, I got to go with my initial placement and, and I, and I hope while I would like it, it would, it would have been fitting for this, this to be at number one. Um, sometimes in this type of story, the Goliaths end up on top and it's David versus Goliath. I'm putting as my number two. Good. I just I think it's I think it's an exceptional season, but I think the other one that's left is uh, a little a little bit more exceptional, and uh, so that's why David versus Goliath is is number two. All right, um, uh, Cody, you love this season. I my prediction is that you disagree with Chris's pick, but um... I I mean I don't necessarily disagree with it because I think I felt kind of the same way where these two were really back and forth with me and I don't know in the moment that I wouldn't have said the same thing maybe I would have went uh, different but for me I, it's... I almost went different in the moment just to have a David and Goliath story up top yeah number one yeah there's almost a, a a thing for me where I think about David versus Goliath and maybe because it's so competitive with hero or with the other season that uh, that I almost think that because it's uh, original cast or like new cast kind of thing that I might have put it at number one. But I think mm -hmm. because I, I just love this season and that's what I want to yep. say about it. I, I think that every cast member, almost every cast member has something to offer to it. Yep. Jessica Pete, Jessica Pete definitely it, does. <laughs> well i i won't deal with any slander here joel she does kidding. her her vote out is great, great you get great you get the clearly editor manipulation of, of christian looking up at jeff with googly eyes from from like his response before but it's just such a good moment a good punch in on him that you for this season like going into it i was super excited i was excited because of uh mike white i was excited because of uh uh, Johnny Mundo, the mayor of Slamtown. I'm just the genuinely Bushy a fan of Tushy. Of, the shaman of sexy. Yeah, I'm a, I'm a Abraham genuine Lincoln. fan of the two of these people. So I thought like, okay, I already have my people to root for. And the cast is so good in this that I'm not rooting for them. I'm rooting for someone else because how yeah. could you not root for Christian? I mean, this cast is 
incredible and i think like the challenges in it even from like the very first episode with pat like um getting taken out of it and just really going with jeff's narrative that he's so protective of in this season especially where if anyone tries to challenge the david versus goliath uh uh narrative that he is putting forth he will slam them down hard <laughs> I, I i i love this season well i do want to say that i think this season probably should have been disqualified disqualified from the list because mike white was on weed he was what? Did you hear about this? He was on no. weed? Well, if you watched uh, Russell Hans YouTube show like I do, you would know that <laughs> Mike White apparently snuck some weed onto the show, which could, uh, you know, is a big performance enhancer. <laughs> it, it added to the extra focus that he had to get yeah. to the end. It definitely made him Survivor not. David versus Goliath is for babies. That's why I give weed to my baby and let my baby smoke from the bong. Billy Madison? <laughs> <laughs> but uh, yeah, I had this at number two as well. I'm happy it's here. It's a very sweet season. I actually mix it up with 33 all the time because they're both the sweetheart seasons. Mm -hmm. And I can't wait to see Christian come back. Yeah. And I can't wait to see Natalie come back. She's, she, I'm not kidding. She's one of my all-time favorite characters on Survivor. Everything about her speaks power. <laughs> exactly. You're playing like a bunch of Davids out here. That's one of my favorite lines ever. In, in Natalie Cole's EW interview, it's fantastic. There's, there's been like hundreds of these interviews, and they ask you a question, and then she gives her, herself in her responses her own subtitle and then answers her subtitle. So it's like she's telling a mini story each time. I love it. I want to read that now. She's great uh, when she doesn't give her jacket to Angelina. Angelina is a great character, whether you think she's annoying yep. or not. Uh, I would love to see her come back as well. Love her. The Rice Saga. Mm -hmm. The Too Ladder. Good. Oh, good. She's <laughs> oh, yeah. Like, she feels like she was written to be on the office like she doesn't feel like a real <laughs> yeah. too funny in her pettiness and everything mm -hmm. Davy, of course carl carl drunk carl godfather carl one of my favorite moments drinking out of a beer bottle like it's a baby's milk bottle even alec was fun too Alec and Alec was so fun. I, I, that's the most sad I was in that season that he broke his contract. So we'll never see Alec back, but he, he was so good in that season. And he was so good to the point where like, usually when someone does something like that, they wouldn't feature them at all, but they featured him so much because you had to. I'm yeah. not going to lose any sleep on Alec not coming back, but he was fun. <laughs> yeah. For the kind of surfer hard body he is, he's a fun guy. What about Jeremy? Do we like Jeremy? Uh, Natalie Cole doesn't refuses to name his name in her inter in her uh, interview. She's like, and that person who I will not name. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, he got that Natalie napalm in his eye. <laughs> I think uh, that yeah, this is uh, a I mean, of course, we've talked about this uh, season on our podcast a lot. We've talked about the next one on our list a lot. But uh, 
I, I'm excited. I think we should get to it. We should get to the number one. Tom has chose this position so that he could announce number one for us all. Are you ready? The winner of number one is season 26, Kara Moen. versus favorites. You gave me the spot. I'm going to use it as I like. Um, no, of course, the winner. I mean, it's almost anticlimactic. This season is too good. Mm-hmm. The culmination of uh, old school Survivor. The, the finale we all love and need for that era in time. Heroes versus villains. Go yes. ahead. You said it, baby. I think, uh, yeah, the fact that it, it does just feel like, yeah, the, that if winners, if winners at War is the finale of New School, uh, sorry, the, the, the seasons 20 through 40, Heroes versus Villains is the finale of season of seasons one through 20. And uh, my God, it's, um, it's, uh, it's Survivor the movie. That's all. It's also just a, a, a good, it's, it's there. It's all there, and and every everything you can get out of a Survivor season is in that season. What I love um, with having these as the finales, the twenty and the forty, is that in 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 Heroes versus Villains, you get this, you you get the proof that yes, the early schools of Survivor were about relationships, and it doesn't matter how much scheming that happens. Sandra builds those relationships, and Russell feels like he's entitled to it because of his strategy, and Parvati feels like she's going to win it because of her strategy, and it's Sandra who has been constantly reaching across the aisle and making friends with the hero because with the heroes because she knows they're going to be on the jury that's able to take the votes. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, And that's something that Natalie Anderson is incapable of doing, even spending 35 days with the entire jury. It's uh, it's a it's a testament to to Survivor as it which is a game about relationships. And um, it's a fantastic season from start to finish. Cody. Yeah, I mean, coach season made it to number one. What can I say? Um, He's great. This, like is, this is my favorite coach season. Um, I don't know if I would go that far because it's, I mean, how it's can my you, favorite coach? How, season. That, how, well, that's that's how why I said my favorite. Them? That's why I said it was my favorite. How can you even rank them? That's how I feel. How can you even rank the three? They're all perfection. Okay. Um, but I mean, so the first episode of fucking thing. How do we even rank them? We'll have uh, a podcast the ranking them draft draft style. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I mean, the first episode of this one also, I mean, like uh, Pearl Islands, of course, one of the best uh, first episodes, but Winners at War as well. But Heroes versus Villains. Oh, my God. What a first episode on this one. What a first uh, challenge. Get, uh, the first challenge, of course. Uh, yeah, the the great. Um, this is where we get a little bit of the uh, Jerry and uh, coach. Uh, will they won't they uh, that we've all been dreaming of. Uh, we get uh, Rob daring uh, coach to uh, her just trying to find an idiot that would uh, go for that coconut on that tree. And uh, coach goes in in slow motion. Uh, just beautiful. 
but beside uh, just coach, we have so many uh, great things. Like when coach also talks to Tyson after that tribal council and Tyson says that no one likes his stories. They mock him. Take that feather off your ear. You look like an asshole. Perfect. Everything about this season is just perfect. And the fact that Sandra wins twice in this one too, proving to not only like, I feel like a big doubter of uh, like, I was a bit of a doubter of Sandra. Uh, I I think Jeff was a doubter of Sandra and uh, to uh, topple a person that should have won the last season, Russell, and as well as poverty, who's like an all timer as well. Beautiful, uh, beautiful finale. And just to see all of these people, whether you're seeing them be better in this season, whether you're seeing uh, like JT be worse or uh, <laughs> like uh, Colby be worse. And you're like, I, yeah, I guess they weren't that good of players. But Even everything, James. James, too, you see a different side of James. And you see also uh, Russell somehow uh, beat fan favorite champions, uh, Rupert and James in this uh, in the fan favorite award. Um, it's just, everything's just firing on all cylinders where you just really, I mean, if you're a Gabon head like me, maybe you don't get the best, the most of Randy or sugar, but I mean, it was still fine, but yeah, this season just hit. I think one of the ultimate stories is weak Colby. It's like straight out of a Greek tragedy. It's just (laughs) too good. Oh, when coach drags them. And I'm so glad to see both Sandra win so high on the list because she's the queen. Yep. Mm-hmm. She's the queen. Queen baby. stays queen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I mean, there's what else can you say about a season this damn good? This is, it's just good TV. I, I implore people to watch this and say they don't like it, even if they've never watched the show before. Was this number one on all of your lists? Where was it? It was mine, yeah. I will say I was saying that Kageon was my number one earlier, but I mean it was my number two because Heroes versus Villains was my number one. Um, uh, Joel, you said number two was Pearl Islands. It seems like you're backtracking. Yeah, I am backtracking actually. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's exactly what I'm doing. You're right. <laughs> you got yeah. Um, uh, because yes, because I was because in my head. I like everyone has the, it's the best season. And then you have your favorite season. You know what I mean? Like here's versus villains is the boring pick. Um, uh, yeah. So here's versus villains is my number one. And then my number two is my, my favorite season is Kagayan. And then my, my number two was uh, Pearl Islands. Yeah. Cody, what about you? Uh, yeah, Sorry. this, uh, I mean, it was, I think the same with uh Chris, it was very close with David versus Goliath, but um, it, it would have won out that battle. Um, Heroes versus Villains was my number. It was Heroes versus Villains, David versus Goliath, and then Token G in number three, which was a crushing blow. But oh, must have been terrible. Oh, sorry, yeah. Tom. Tom, we cut you off. No, no. Did, did you have this one, Chris, or your one was 40? Uh, my one was Winners of War, but this was number two. Yeah. And David versus Goliath was three for me. But honestly, uh, in talking about it, I'm, I'm kind of glad it worked out that way. Like I still rank Winners of War probably more uh, higher than higher than uh, 
than most people here, but I think I think there are flaws in Winners Winners at War, and I don't see I don't see very many flaws with Heroes Villains. My my regular my regular feel is that I I hate superhero movies, and I'm always a bit jealous of people who can enjoy all these movies. And Survivor has become my MCU, and this season is the ultimate uh, proponent of that. I mean, 40 would be too, but this season's just. Yeah, it's Avengers Endgame. Right. I mean, I wouldn't know because I don't watch those things. But well, um, <laughs> well, you're gonna have to cut. You're gonna have to catch up because next week's draft is the, all the movies of the MCU. Oh no! Just pick Thor: Dark World. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. All right. Caramon is kind of the Thor: Dark World of the Survivor seasons. It really is. Yeah, you'd probably like it. You wouldn't want to deal with this slander if you'd watch <laughs> Thor: Dark World, uh, Tom. And I, I'm not going to uh, deal with it for you. Uh, so I say <laughs> we move on from this and move on from attacking underdog Caramon, and we read off our definitive list, the list that we now agree on, that if someone says this is the order, we have to say, yes, it is. Number 40, Island of the Idols. Number 39, Marquesas. Number 38, Thailand. Number 37, Nicaragua. Number 36, Heroes versus Hustlers versus Humdingers. You're going to say villains? (laughs) Versus villains. Yeah. (laughs) <laughs> 35 redemption island 34 one world 33 south pacific 32 fiji 31 guatemala 30 gabon 29 ghost island 28 edge of extinction 27 all stars 26 africa 25 australia 24 vanuatu 23 worlds apart 22 cambodia second chances 21, San Juan del Sur. Number 20, Korong. Number 19, Game Changers. Number 18, Samoa. Number 17, Borneo. Number 16, Palau. Number 15, Caramoan. Number 14, Blood <laughs> versus Water. Number 13, Amazon. Number 12, Philippines. Number 11, Panama. 10, China. 9, Kaigayan. 8, Micronesia, seven, Cook Islands, six, Token Chains, five, Millennials versus Gen X, four, Pearl Islands, three, Winners at War, two, David versus Goliath, and our number one best season of Survivor, Heroes versus Villains. All right, we did it. We did there you it. Go. Um, yeah, I'm Chili not- Davidson's gonna be sad. He, his 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 top one one world didn't make it. His uh, second favorite Edge of Extinction didn't make it. His third favorite Thailand didn't make it. He none of them were on the were on the podium. Classic Chili. There's no way. Wow. How far how far we've come though, and yeah. what a journey it is as we reach about close to the three hour mark. <laughs> Yeah, this is definitely our longest pod, and I'm I I can't imagine having done it with anybody else than you three guys. Thanks for coming on, Chris. Hey, thanks for having me. Thanks for coming thanks, on, Tom. Tom. An honor and a pleasure. And uh, Cody, I guess we have to figure out what uh, we're going to podcast about next. 
Yeah, this was our Avengers Endgame. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll go back to um, Adam Sandler movies. <laughs> or The Mass Singer. Yep. Back yeah. to the basics. I never want to even talk about The Mass Singer ever again. That was that was our dark period. That was our or uh, twenty one draft. Or do the snake draft that you missed, unless unless snake drafts are over after this, we'll have to see what what your audience oh, wants. Oh right, we have a couple. We'll we see. have a couple ideas for snake drafts. Yeah, yeah, but. we'll see what we do. We'll let it up to the listeners. You know, we'll be seeing uh, Tom and Chris back, but uh, definitely for season forty-one coverage. Hey exactly. guys, back in September, baby. How excited yeah. are you for that? Pretty excited. There are two uh, two people from Toronto, and yes. while I'm not one of them, it's pretty. It, it, I'm automatically rooting for them. Mm-hmm. Tom, are you excited for 41? Yes, I'm concerned about this 26 day thing, but I think it. I yeah, I don't know. I, I don't want to jinx it too much. I think it'll be. I don't know. I don't. I, I. I. won't make an opinion about it until I see it. Similar to what I did with Fire Tokens. As As Russell Hans says on his YouTube show, I'm sick to my stomach about it. <laughs> <laughs> Can't believe you've gotten uh you got you gotten red pilled by uh Russell Hans. I love. I love. We have our. This is. You're the merge boot Hans correspondent from now on. <laughs> You got to watch Hatch's rich uh, um, uh, YouTube videos now too. I will. I like those a lot, actually. Yeah. Big fan. Okay. Thank you, Cody. Any last words? No, I just want to uh, thank uh, both uh, Tom and Chris for coming on, of course, again, and uh, look forward to what we do next. But I'm uh, I'm glad that the pressure of this has been put behind us, and that we we know for sure what everything is yeah. now and the, the drama's put aside. Yeah. And all just the drama's put aside. I, I, I'm definitely the loser of this list. So um, I'm sure. there. We're all winners, Joel. At war. Like, uh, yeah, I'm not good. You better be ready. All right, everybody. Thank you for listening. And remember to rate, review, subscribe, check out the YouTube channel, subscribe to that too. And Spotify. Do you think Spotify sounds better in a British accent? Spotify. That wasn't. Oh, Spotify. It seemed like we were about to wrap up. I don't know, but then I, <laughs> but then I said Spotify in a British accent, and I got all excited because I thought it sounded. The first good. one wasn't British. Let's do another twenty yeah. minutes on this. Yes, <laughs> yeah. that's what I agree with. Spotify. Goodbye, everyone. <laughs> okay, ending recording. Where the oh. hell? Wow.